When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with T-Rex. Don't call it a comeback. Yes, he's been here for years. That was really corny. Um, uh, Jake Ellenberger is not with us today because he's with his brother in Maryland. Uh, his brother's got a big fight coming up. Uh, best of luck to Joe Ellenberger. Yes, Joey. However, however, we do have in studio with us from The Ultimate Fighter, uh, fighting on UFC 173, a badass with a record of 8-1. and one. Vince Pinchel, how's it going, man? Good, man. Good. Thanks for having me. What's up, guys? Thanks, What's going thanks, on, thanks man? for coming in. Thanks for having me. Like, this is awesome. I feel like a celebrity now. You are. You are. You're, 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 a, you're a UFC fighter. You're, you're, you're a star. You're on the, you're in the, the main stage. You're in the equivalent of the NBA and the NFL. You are a celebrity, uh, even if no one knows it. Indeed. So, um, now, uh, it's their fault. They don't know it. Exactly. Exactly. I had, I had a good week. I was in uh, San Diego doing stand-up comedy. I love San Diego. I Where was, were you? At I was uh, comedy at Palace? the Comedy Palace. If How I had was to, it? If I had to live one place, if I was not in the show business, which I'm, I'm sort of not in that anyway, but if I wasn't, <laughs> uh, if I wasn't in show business, I, I would pick San Diego because beautiful women, yeah. cool place, like a, a lot of military, a lot of fun people, just... Just to, it's kind of like I don't know. I love San Diego. Did you and go to, did, did you, to the border? Close <laughs> to the border. Yes. Go check out a donkey show. If you donkey want to. show and lots of Tijuana things and, and uh, things to do in Tijuana. Very fun place to visit. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, the shows were great. The shows were absolutely great. Uh, it was fun and um, it was a lot. A lot of it was it was it was a good week. I I got to watch you. I got to, you watched the UFC on Fox card. Nice. Which which, which was uh, a great card. Yeah. And uh, it was awesome. How was your week? Oh man, my week was great too. Um, a lot of time at the ice rink with the kids. Um, performed also at the Haha in uh, North Hollywood. But um, the highlight of my week, though, a neighbor two doors down from me uh, thought it would be a good idea to renovate his bathroom. So he did, but in the process, he left a toilet on the street in front of his house. No way. With a $10 sign, like a for sale sign, right? So all the other neighbors are like mortified. <laughs> right? So so they're like, what is this dude doing? Like, is he really that pressed that he's going to put a toilet in front of a million dollar home yeah. and for $10? So the toilet, the toilet went away. So everybody, all the neighbors were talking. We were outside and we were all talking. We're like, what is this dude thinking, right? Putting a $10 toilet out there. A couple days later, there's two toilets. Really? You know, you know, the whole time, I'm taking pictures and putting them on Facebook, right? I'm yeah. like, really, right? So when the two toilets are out there, we're like, what is this dude doing? Like, just putting toilets, not having someone come pick them up. He's not putting them. should have went and used it. Dude, I got a video. I got a video of me using that. No way, really? With my daughter filmed it, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> so a friend, a friend of mine, when I put the picture on Facebook, he was like, what would be great is if you just went over there in a robe and, and slippers and, and <laughs> dropped a deuce in one of the toilets. And so in pure fashion, I, I said, your wish is my command. I went home and put on my robe and like basketball shorts and slippers. 
slippers and wow. went out there in broad daylight. My wife was like, what are you doing? That's and awesome. I was like, I would ask you no, to film, but I'm Your neighbor's like, why is there a black guy using the toilet? Like, <laughs> like, that's got to be even crazy. Go to my Facebook page, Facebook uh, forward slash Todd Rex. Because you live in a very white neighborhood, right? Uh, yes, I do. Are you, are, are, are you like the only, are you like the, the black friend of everyone in the neighborhood? Pretty much. Really? <laughs> yep. That's awesome. I love that. So I so I dropped a deuce in the toilet. And, um, no, you didn't. Really? No, I didn't oh, really drop a deuce. Like, oh. But I sat there with the newspaper looking with my pants around my ankles. <laughs> Watching, no one's surprised. <laughs> and <laughs> all the neighbors awesome. were coming out like laughing and taking pictures. It was great. That is awesome. And now, now Vince, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, I didn't have uh, quite the exciting uh, week as you did with the toilets and, and being in San Diego. My, my week consists of, uh, consists of working 12-hour uh, shifts and, and training after that and before that. So yeah, my week. No, I was, I was, I was researching you now. And uh, first of all, I know you've uh, Vince came to my show. Vince started following me on Twitter a while back, and I wrote, "Anybody want me to make fun of them?" Uh, and then Vince was like, <laughs> "Make fun of me, right?" So that it was hard because there's not really that much stuff out there to make fun of you by. I want to see what you had. That's why I said that. <laughs> yeah. So see if you got the goods. So I like wrote, you know, Vince. Uh, his nickname is from is from, is from hell. And he, but but he grew up in Lancaster, so it's really from meth. <laughs> so that was good. But then somebody had a better one. They said that Rustam uh, slammed you so hard that that, 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 that you dropped oh, the knocked, e. Yeah, knocked the e off my name. Yeah, yeah knocked the e off this. That <laughs> was asses. that was way better actually than mine. So whoever put that, thank you. No, uh, now now you do you do work for AAA, right? Yeah, I work for AAA roadside assistance. I basically drive around a van and sell batteries all day and install batteries. That's that's my my. Nine to job. That's to, a, to me, that's so fascinating. The guy in the UFC at the highest level is working for AAA. Now, did has anybody recognized you from, from from? Yeah, actually, I get recognized here and there, and and some people are like, "Well, hey, it's you. Like, what are you doing here?" And I'm like, uh, "Other people a job. say like, you do? <laughs> they say uh, they say, man, you look exactly like this UFC fighter. Yeah, really? No, there's yeah. no damn way you'd be driving a tow truck. <laughs> the, the first person that recognized me is kind of just staring at me. So I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm putting a battery in the car, and he's staring at me, and I'm I'm kind of looking at him. He's looking at me, and I'm. Getting a little creeped out, you know, because I'm like, this guy's over my shoulder just looking at me funny. Yeah. And I'm like, what's up, man? He's like, he's like, what, like, what's your last name? And I was like, Pichel, why? And he's like, Are, weren't you on the Ultimate Fire like a couple months ago? I was like, yeah. He's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I'm putting a battery in your car. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Ice skating, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, but, but people do see me, and, and a lot of people are like, kind of like iffy at first, like they don't know if it's me, and then a lot of people are. Kind of like um, you'd be amazed how many people are like, afraid to talk to me for some reason. Like right. they think I'm just gonna snap on them and just go crazy or something. <laughs> now is that a humbling experience in some ways? I mean, I don't know. It, to me, to me, like like I was saying before, the UFC is like the the hardest. I think the hardest thing to do is to make it to the UFC. You got to be good at every type of mixed martial arts. You you know you don't have to be a good wrestler, a good boxer, a good this. You got to do three practices a day there's so many people that want to do it you finally get there it's the equivalent to the nba or the nfl and, and then you're <coughs> driving triple a is, is, is that is that a mind screw is that uh no not really um honestly like not to toot my own horn but i'm a humble guy like i i know my roots i know where i came from and i'm not one of those guys that's like oh i'm too big for this i'm too big for that you know i do what i gotta do to get by and you know, uh, UFC pays me, but I I, I want to stack my money right now. You can never have too much money, especially with the way things are going in, in uh, here here these days. So you're you like know. my hero, man. Because if, if I were you, I'd be like, what the hell? Conor McGregor's not driving a triple A. Uh, like I would just be like the bitter triple A guy fighter if I were you. So I, I I give you a lot of credit, man. I give you I give you a lot of credit. Yeah, now I can. Now uh, now you came. I was doing research on you. You 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 actually start off. You said that growing up, you had a real tough childhood. 
Okay. Uh, I grew up in the valley in Canoga Park. But that's not, it's not really the, like, that's not really Harlem. I mean, Canoga Park, I, I, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah think it's I, not like Harlem or places like that where, you know, I don't, South I don't Central. know how they are. Yeah, South Central or, you know, I mean, but in my, car, my apartment complex I lived in, there were shootings all the time, so, you know, I wasn't but, allowed but, to go outside. Were they shooting porn? Because I know Canoga Park. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wish, because that would have been a little more exciting. Maybe I would have been, been a different profession if they were. Right, <laughs> you yes. never know. Hey, your triple A's here. Someone you, 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 I'm here to start your car. But, <laughs> I'm here to check your oil. So, uh, but, it was, but I guess that what you're saying is there are rough areas of Canoga Park. Yeah, um, I just, you know, honestly, I grew up, I was just dirt poor. I just, me and my mom, I had a, I had a younger brother, uh, three sisters, and it was just us, you know, and no dad in the picture. Typical broken household uh, family. Uh, just super poor, lived in this apartment complex. Um, like I said, just gangs everywhere, you know. My mom, I wasn't allowed to go outside because all the gangbangers, my mom's like, you're not ending up like one of those bastards, this and that. So Wow. Whatever, if, if I was allowed to go outside, it had to be right in front of the, the living room window. She couldn't see me. I got beat down when I when she found me. Right. From, from your, your mom, not from yeah. the gangs. No, no, from my mom. <laughs> uh, the, the, the gangs help you from your mom? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to take me away. Come on, come on. <laughs> but yeah, so she would get she would get super mad. And, and luckily, right outside my, my uh, living room was like a, we had a sandbox, you know, swings and stuff, and then a basketball court right there. And then, you know, I, I all kinds of trees. So that was my number one hobby was climbing trees, I guess you could say. I was a little monkey when I was a kid. So... That's basically my life growing up is climbing trees and, and throwing basketball around. Now, now you are you, are you uh, Mexican or Latin? Or uh, I'm Italian, uh, Dutch, uh, like Indonesian, all kinds of other crap. But I'm like half Italian, and then the other half is like, I don't know, sometimes. I was trying to figure it out. <laughs> You're a tough guy to figure out. Like yeah. Your name is Vince. I mean, how come they named you Vince with no E? Did you ever uh, ask actually, me? no, my full name is Vincent. But okay, here, here's the, I'll, I'll tell you the reason why now, why, why it's Vince with no E. So when I was a kid, my mom used to call me Vincey. So my reasoning is Vincey, Vince with the E was Vincey. So I took the E off, Vince. That's where I got that from. So ever since I like I can't even, ever since I can remember that's how I spelled my name. Just because that's the way that I thought about people it. People call you Vink? Yeah, a lot of people do. <laughs> Vink, Vink Rames. They go, they, yeah, they go, is it Vink or is it Vince? I'm like, it's Vince. I just, you know, the E's just not there. It's silent. Right. It's silent partner. <laughs> this is a very tough neighborhood. You couldn't even have an E in yeah. your name. <laughs> I don't know. I got robbed. Someone took my E. But, but, but I was reading. It said that you were, you were like a backyard brawler. Yeah, I got, I got in a lot of fights growing up. Uh, after the earthquake in, what was that, 94, 96? 94. 94, uh, we, we moved because our apartment complex basically was a yellow tag. You know where they're doing the red, yellow, green tags? Uh, ours was yellow tag. My mom's like, well, I think... No, what is that? I I'm, 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 like, I'm from New York. I don't know. Well, like, um, after the earthquake, they, they basically rate buildings on if the building's, like, suitable to live in still. Right. Red's obviously like, get the hell out. You don't want to live there anymore. Yellow's like, you know, if, if you want, stick around. <laughs> Greens, you're good. Right. So ours was yellow, and, and our uh, our living room wall had just, like, this huge crack where I could almost, like, get through. I was a little kid. I think I was, what? Like, I think I was like, 10 or 11 at the time, and I could almost walk through the wall because of, of the, the crack that was basically splitting our apartment. I could see my neighbors, which was my, my friend Jonathan at the time. That's pretty cool. So I was like, oh, cool. You know, we, we would, like, just play Ninja Turtles through the wall and stuff, like, just, you know, kids <laughs> having fun. And our mom's like, yeah, screw this. We're out of here. So we moved to see me. And uh, went to see me, and like three of my family members got got valley fever from moving to see me because that that was going around after the mountains shook and dirt came loose, and I don't even know where it came what, from. Valley fever? Kind of, what's that? Uh, I don't it, know. It, it generated <laughs> after the earthquake. Like I guess the mountains shook and some kind of dirt that's never been out before came out, and it caused they called it the valley fever. I don't know. I didn't get it, but like I had a couple of aunts and an uncle. I think that got it. And like we moved to see me, so I was like, oh cool, like a building could fall on you, or you can get really sick and you know, like almost die from this. So <laughs> wow, pick your poison. And then, uh, yeah, growing up in Simi, I got in a lot of fights. Just 
you know, I'll, I just had a, I don't want to say I had a short temper. I just like to fight. If someone said something that was like, oh, it's time to fight, I would just start swinging. I, there was nothing more to say. So, I, I, yeah, I got a lot of fights. I got arrested a lot for it. And, and You got arrested? Yeah, I got arrested a lot. How many times did you get arrested? Uh, I'm going to say more than 30 to 50 times. What? 30 oh, to 50 times. Only convicted a few. Well, congratulations on that. I'm good with words when talking to Wait, cops. Wait, 30 to 50 times for, for like from, from what ages? Uh, I'm going to say from, when did I move out there? I think 12. I'm going to say between like 13 or 14 until 20, like early 20s, just before I, just before I uh, started fighting. Because I started fighting when I was 26. I think the last time I got arrested was, I think I was 25. 24, All for fights. 25. For fights, yeah. So how many time, How much time did you have to spend in jail? Uh, not very much. I only got convicted, I think, like once or twice out of all the times I've been arrested. And how for. long did you go to jail for? Uh, just like weekends here and there. Um, no, nothing major, no no longest stint. But I'll, I did get busted for GTA when I was like 17. And I did, uh, I think, three I months I love that, that game. Wait, yeah. you, wait, wait. What do you mean you think you did? Uh, I would know That's exactly like three, how much time I did months. if I went to jail. You, you did three months for Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. When wow. I, when I was 17. 17. Yeah. So what, what, what jail did you have to go to? Uh, it, was a, it was called Work Center. Like, they have an adult one and then a juvenile. And, and when I got arrested, well, they just opened the juvenile one. And it honestly, it wasn't even like jail. It was like a... It was like, like a, a day camp. Uh, yeah, like a day camp. Yeah, like there was really no rules. It's not like I was locked down 24 hours a day. I was allowed to leave my room and do whatever. There was just barbed wire and razor wire on the fence. You can't leave the yard. Was that up in Santa Clarita? Uh, no, it was in uh, Camarillo right next to the airport. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's one of those in Santa Clarita. But still, Clarita. like, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, do you get any fights in there? Would the guys test you there? Uh, yeah, a couple. Um, I, uh, yeah, like just, just straight gangbangers. And out there, there's a lot of Colonia boys because Colonia Chicas is like the big gang out there in Oxnard. So they're all over the jails there. And, and it's mainly those guys trying to, you know, prove their point and prove that they're, they're king dinglings of the jails. And it's like... Whatever, man, you could have the jail. So I got in a couple of fights. Yeah, I remember uh, the first time I actually got a, I was in jail, and, and I remember uh, sitting in Juvie in Ventura, and, and I'm eating my breakfast, and, you know, they give you the green eggs, and, and I don't know what the hell the rest of it was, but I was eating it. Was Sam I am there? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, this guy, like, comes over, and he tries to, he tries to take, my, take my eggs with just his hands. So I, like, kind of smacked it, and I was like, well, back up, man. Like, yeah. like I've never been in jail. This is my first time, but I know how shit works. You know, you ain't taking my food. Yeah. So he's like, give me that food, or I'm, I'm going to kick your ass, this and that. I'm like, I was like, hey, man, I was like, I'm playing around with you. Like, don't, don't touch my food. You ain't taking my food. He reached for again. I just kind of grabbed his hand, and I gave him a backup when he fell out of the chair. Next thing I know, I'm getting sprayed with pepper spray, and then I'm locked in my room. Wow. So I'm like, what did I do? You know, the guy's trying to steal my food, and I get sprayed? Like, it's not my fault. Yeah. But my first experience in jail. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, that's incredible. Wait, so you didn't start fighting until you were 26? Yeah, I started training when I was 26. Just jumped both feet in it. So what that's did you do up, up until then? Drugs, got Be fights. Beating people up in the street. Got, got hammered. <laughs> yeah, I got drunk, did drugs. What kind of drugs? Uh, I've done everything except for ecstasy and heroin. So you do I cocaine was, and yeah, so, I was I was bad in the drugs for. So I mean, how years. are you supporting yourself up until twenty six? Uh, doing stuff illegally, it's selling like drugs. You were selling drugs, uh, stealing, robbing people. Like I did, I did a lot of I did a lot of messed up shit when I was younger. Wow. So you're twenty six years old. You're like, you know what? I gotta get my life together. I gotta get paid to beat people up because I'm I'm obviously <clears> this is just getting me in jail. Yeah, I actually want, I stopped doing drugs and stuff. I think I was like, I think I did drugs when I was fifteen to like nineteen or twenty. And then uh, I got a job at U-Haul, and that's actually what started to, to get me, like, on the right path is, is that job at U-Haul. But then when I worked at U-Haul, I was, like, selling weed on the side, so it's like I wasn't really totally straight, but I did what I had to do to make money, you know what I mean? I was on my own. My mom kicked me out when I was 17 for throwing a rager at the house, and then I got arrested that time, too, and 
I remember, uh, like, my mom didn't live there at the time. It was just me and my brother. My brother was in jail at the time, so I'm there by myself, and I'm having a party. Uh, I don't even remember because I was so messed up just taking pills. I remember just waking up. And I'm, I'm in county jail, and I, like, I sit up, and there's a cop directly across from me, and he's like, how'd you get in the house? And I'm like, what house? He's like, the house, 3345 Copley, your, your house. I was like, I live there. Like, I went in through the front door. And he's like, okay. He's like, what about the holes in the wall? And I was like, what holes in the wall? And he's like, I was like, he's like, you know what I'm talking about? I was like, I have no clue. And he's like, what about the party? And I'm like, what party? I was like so messed up from just doing pills that night and being hammered and being drunk that I really had no clue what he was talking about. About the party in your house that you threw? Yeah, I had no idea. Wow. So uh, he's like, well, okay, you can go. And I walk outside. I'm in Ventura County. I'm like an hour and a half drive from my house. I'm like, holy crap, what am I going to do? And then uh, my buddy, uh, my buddy Mike, I call him Meathead because he's got a big ass dome. <laughs> Uh, he he picked me up from jail with his mom and his mom's like oh your mom kicked you out home my gosh like you can stay with us i'm like oh cool so i I lived with them for a long time and you know i kind of i lived with them for a while and i lived with some other friends i was kind of bouncing around i lived in trailers i lived in closets corners of rooms like life was like pretty rough for a little bit yeah i I, it sounds like it was pretty rough for a little bit it sounds kind of fun but 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 it sounds awful but 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 kind of crazy i was living in the now did you get laid a lot at least was a lot of chicks uh actually for for i had my i had my little string uh my buddies that i lived with um for i lived with them i think two three years uh jason and jared my twin twin friends uh i lived with them they worked at a bar so i was watching the door so they're like well you like beating people up you want to watch a door and you know someone gets out of line just (laughs) smack them around i'm like cool so I work at the door, I get free beer, and, and you know, that, that, got me, that got me late a few times. A few times. Now, yeah. Did you graduate high school? Uh, just recently, actually. Uh, I think uh, three, four years ago, I went back and I got my uh, GED. I, I went and just took the test and was like, So before that, up. you dropped out of what grade? Um, I think the highest grade I made it was uh, 10th. So 10th grade, you, and, you, and you played no sports, you had no wrestling background, no, sports, no boxing like background. No, any kind of background. Just a hateful little bastard. A hateful bastard. <laughs> just, just backyard street fights. And you walk into a gym at 26 years old. And you're like, well, now what gym did you walk into? Um, the first gym I went to was called Kid Gloves. It's in Simi Valley, California. Um, the guy that actually referred me to the gym was Mark the Bear Smith. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's, he's kind of... He's Dan Severin twice. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a local legend in Simi. He trains the militia guys when they do the competition stuff. So uh, I was dating this girl at the time, and her dad is, is a big guy. He's like... You know, he's like 6'4", he was like 200-something pounds, like just a monster. So was Mark Smith. And uh, I was a skinny kid then. I think I was like 140 pounds, 150 pounds. And they used to like just sit on me, like dogpile on me and just pick on me. And I'd like, <laughs> I'd like, I'd fight him back, you know, I'd punch him, punch him. But it's like, it's like hitting Homer Simpson. Like it just ain't going to do nothing. Right. So uh, I remember like one day I'm like, you know what, fat boy, one of these days I'm going to get big and I'm going to whoop your ass. And, and I'm and drinking we'll see milk. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was like, we'll see you stuff. <laughs> so I started going to the gym, lifting weights. And then one day he's like, why don't you go to the gym, you know, like. He's like, you think you're tough? You're getting arrested for fights, and that's cool and all. He's like, go to this gym. He's like, we'll see how tough you are fighting guys that are actually fighters, and then see. Well, then we'll see how tough you are. I was like, all right, cool. Where do I go? He's like, kick gloves. He's like, just go there. Tell them that I sent you down there. But you're 26 years old and still getting into fights and some fat guy sitting on you at 26? Yeah. (laughs) He was big. He was big, man. At a certain point, like you're 26 and you're still doing this? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. That's to me that's the most – I mean, I can see if you're like – I'm thinking you're like 11 when this is going on. I'm like, wait a minute. You're 26 years old. You're like, hey, fat boy. I'm like, hey, guys, we're 26. We should should be like having some kind of savings account by now or checking account. Mm -hmm. You're like, no, what? You're still 26. Okay, so you walk into a gym, 26. Now, did you get your ass kicked in the beginning? Uh, yes, I did. I got my ass kicked the first year and a half to two years of me training. I just got, I just got beat down, but you kept coming back. Yeah, I, I liked it. It was fun, you know, and and I could tell that that it was something that I wanted to do, and um, it, it was it was fun to me. Like even though I was getting my ass kicked, it was a challenge to me, and I'm super competitive, and 
I was like, in my head, it's like, okay, you're kicking my ass now, but just wait. Sooner or later, you're going to be the one getting your ass kicked. But you still have no formal training at this point. I still no. can't believe. And you're you're going up against wrestlers and karate guys and yeah. jiu-jitsu guys, and, and you're holding your own? Yeah. When, and then, uh, you know, I was at this gym for, I think, about three months, and um, I kind of had a falling out with him because every month I went there, he was kind of treating me like a soccer mom, raising the price on me every month. Mm. So I'm like, you know what? Enough's enough. I'm out of here. And and then I was training at a Royal High School uh, with some wrestlers there for, like, I think a couple weeks. And, um, Did you showed up at the high school? Yeah. Or no, actually, not, not a, it wasn't the high school. Uh, it was Moorport College. That's what it was. They have the same colors. Uh, it was a Moorport College, and then uh, this guy Marco that I used to, that I first started training with, he was like, "Hey, Big John McCarthy just opened a gym. He's having fight team tryouts. He's like, you should go try out. He's like, I think I think they'll take you." I was like, "Oh, sick! Like, give me directions. When is it? You know?" And then um, he tells me, and and the day of the tryouts, I'm driving up there, and I'm like texting him, like, "Hey, give me the address again." He's like, "I don't know the address. It's an industrial area." So he's like, "Just get off at this street. Turn here. Turn there. Turn there." I'm like, okay, I ended up in some, like, cornfield. Like, I don't even know where the hell I was. <laughs> so I'm like, calm, calm. He's not answering. I'm, I'm getting pissed. I'm like, this guy's ruining my life right now. Like, yeah. I want this. I want this. Because I thought, like, oh, I make the fight team. They're going to pay me to fight. I thought that was my ticket right there. I thought that was my, my meal ticket. Now, how so are you like, making sick. money in the meantime? You're still working at a U-Haul? Selling drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, let's see. Actually, at that time, uh, I, I quit U-Haul, and I was I was an electrician, actually, at the time. So I was driving. I had a motorcycle. I bought a motorcycle to commute with because gas, and I didn't I had money. I don't understand how U-Haul is hiring people with 30 arrests, by the way. Uh, or, or like AAA. Well, like, like I said, background like, checks like I said, very few convictions. Oh, very few convictions. <laughs> okay, well, in that, that case, That's hired. all they see. That's right. all they see. Okay. <laughs> Not one felony, so I'm good there, too. Okay, so go on. Um, so, yeah, I was an electrician. I was driving I was driving to Bakersfield and back every day. I'd wake up at, uh, uh, like, 4 in the morning, drive to Bakersfield. I'd drive home around 3 when I was off, and I would do that every day. And then, um, so, I, I drove the Big Johns. I'm on my way out there. I get lost. You know, I only find out where it is. I get there, and then uh, the, the main coach, Brian Peterson, who's the guy, he's my coach now, my head coach, who I've been with the whole time. Um, I'm talking to him. I'm like, hey, like, like I wanted to come for the trial, so I know I'm late. Like, you guys have another one? He's like, yeah, we're having another one in a couple weeks. Just come back. He's like, here, fill out this piece of paper. And then he's like, you got any training? I was like, yeah, I got three months training. He's like, oh, you've been training for this for three months? I was like, no, nah, I got like three months training. What total? Yeah, and then I got like the, the I just got shined on basically. He was like, oh, okay, yeah, fill that out and I'll see you in a couple weeks. And then I was like, I kind of like, I, I could sense like his, his just attitude towards me, like this punk want, thinks he could just be a fighter. So I'm like, all right, just wait, you know, whatever. I'm let's roll off my back, and and I took off. I tried out. Um, the, right away, they made me spar with a with a taekwondo black belt. I dropped the guy like three times. Black he, belt. Yeah, he wow. was he was kicking me in the face, and I just got pissed. And I just I came at him, just swinging, dropped him with he- three with, times with, with headgear or no? Uh, I don't think we had headgear. It was just we had shin guards, boxing gloves, no headgear. <laughs> no headgear. Okay. He kicked me in the head maybe like five, six times, and I just I got pissed and just threw just threw the hardest right hand I could, and he just fell right on his face. And then uh, he gets up. Oh, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And, and the guy that was watching us spar was uh, Hector Pena at the time, who was, who was a champion kickboxer, like a, a badass kickboxer who was teaching kickboxing at Big John's. He, he still time. does, doesn't he? Uh, he doesn't fight now. He's no, retired he, now. He's, but he's still up there, though. Uh, not a Big John's, no. I don't think he is, actually. Okay, so well, he's, all right, Hector right, Pena, so Okay. Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> you're pissing off Adam. No, 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 no. no. I'm, 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 this is a fascinating interview, man. This is um, trust yeah. Me. So, so I'm fighting with this guy. You know, I drop him. He gets up. Hector's like, Hector's like, you okay? You okay? He's like, yeah, I'm okay. He's like, let's go again. Okay, we go again. Bam. He, he's he's kicking me in the face again. I'm getting pissed. This time I throw left hook. I drop him again. He gets up, kind of like stumbling with got gumby legs. And Hector's like, okay, you're done, man. You're done. He's Vince. Good job. Just go go sit down. 
So I'm sitting down. Hector pulls me aside. I'm, I'm kicking. I'm kicking pads with Hector. He like loves me. He, he thinks I'm Mexican instantly right off the bat, just because yeah. of my complexion right. and and. I don't know what, but he, you know, so he just takes a liking to me. Come over here, come over here. And he's holding a, a kick shield for me, and I'm just blasting kicks, you know. And then uh, they go, hey, well, there's this other guy that, that has this bar. Do you want to spar him? Okay. And, and he, was a, he was a kickboxer, too, a Muay Thai guy, straight Muay Thai guy. Um, I think he was, like, 200 pounds, 220 pounds. And I was, I think at the time I was, like, 160. So I was like, well, like, he's kind of big. I was like, is that is that okay? Like, should yeah. I not do this or what? And he's like, no, Hector's like, you're fine, you're fine. You're tough. You go get him. I'm like, all right. So, um the guy throws a kick, bam, kicks me in the ribs. I remember like like hunching like it hurt because he got me in the liver and, and I didn't know what that, I've never been hit in the liver before ever in my life. So I'm kind of like, like just kind of hunched over, just hurting. And he comes at me and I get, I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. So I just run at him, I push him and then I kick his legs and his legs come out and he falls on the ground. Gets up, Hector's like, okay, that's enough, that's enough. And then I'll, I'm still like hurting. So you bad. beat up like, the whole Damn. gym the first day, basically. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did really good in the kickboxing part. And then, uh, so next is, is jiu-jitsu. We do the jiu-jitsu. Um, I did really well in jiu-jitsu. I didn't get subbed, and I didn't sub anyone, but I, I did okay. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I mean, I, I was I was getting taken advantage of because I didn't really know too much, but I held my own. Um, wrestling, same thing. I went, with a, I went with one of my training partners now, Neil. You know, me and him was just a back and forth battle. Uh, he took me down, I took him down, and I didn't know anything besides, okay, I'm just pretending it's football, and I'm going to charge him and <laughs> grab his legs. Wow. So, and that was it. And then afterwards, we did a stupid little conditioning, like jumping over tie pads from side to side. And, and then how jogging. how many years later did you make the UFC? What, two years later? Um, no. Uh, uh, damn, that was four or five years. Five four, years. Four, four or five years. Five from years. That, from that moment on, you, you're, I'm in the UFC. you're in the UFC, which is... <laughs> Amazing! How crazy is that? That's that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, there there's so much here. I mean, I it's amazing. I, I never even heard of that. I think I heard we had one guy on that was like three years. I think it was uh, uh who was it? It was uh, Benny. Benny, uh, like three years later. But still, that I mean, that's amazing. At 26 years old to walk into a gym, and five years later be in the top is outstanding. Now I was uh, actually gonna quit fighting too before the Ultimate Fighter. Really? Uh, yeah, like a lot of people know. Besides, like my close friends, is is I wasn't going anywhere and. You know, I, I was working and training, and I was like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, is it worth, you know, 2000 bucks every other month or something? And I'm like, whatever, it's cool for now. Because I was an electrician, and I was getting paid stupid money. Like, I was doing government housing and stuff like that, so I was getting paid 50 bucks an hour to, to just pull wire. So I was like, why do I need to fight for? You know, I don't need the extra money. But then uh, I was telling Big John. Big John's like, we're going we're gonna to get you some fights. You know, you're going to turn pro. We're going to get you some fights, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get you going. So I'm like, cool. So, you know, I think I had uh, seven fights before seven fights before uh, before the UFC. In my last fight, I fought uh, David Gardner, who's he's fought in Dream. Um, he's fought in some pretty big shows, pretty high level guy. And I ended up just just whooping his ass. And um, so I told John, I'm like, hey, man, give me some fights. I was like, I want I don't want anything besides a strike force, WC or UFC or, or Bellator like. If, if you can't give me a fight, John, then then I'm gonna quit fighting. I'm, I'm serious. Like I need to I need to find out if this is what I'm gonna do, or if it's if it's something that I had my run with and I'm done with. And um, he was like, okay, okay. And he had some talks, talked to some people. You know, Bellator was like, oh, we'll, we'll give you a contract, but the contract was was kind of. That's what everyone says. It's garbage. Yeah. So I was like, nah, I don't want to be. I don't want to be stuck with someone for six years. That's gonna you know basically my whole career at, at my age, and and not you get paid a six-year contract. Yeah, they, well, that's how Bellator is. They want to keep you in there for you know the lowest amount of money they can to to basically keep you there. Right. And so I said no to it, and then you know I was about to quit, and and I had a I had a good friend of mine, uh, Curtis Whitney, who 
I was talking to him and my girlfriend and another friend, Jimmy, at my house one day. We were kind of just hanging out drinking. And I was telling him, like, like hey, like, I don't think I'm going to be fighting much longer, this and that. And then, um, you know, my buddy Curtis and everyone were like, oh, don't be a pussy. Like, just stick it out. Just stick it out for the rest of this year. Like, I think it was, uh, when was that? At this point, you're 7-0 and at this point, right? Yeah, I was 7-0. 7-0, all, all first-round knockouts. All, yeah, first-round, second-round knockouts. Um, and, you know, my friends were like, don't be a pussy. Just stick it out the rest of this year. I'm like, okay, cool. I found out, I think, like, two months later, Ultimate Fighter tryouts, my weight class. I was like, sick. I'm trying out. If I if and I how did you get that? It, how did you send a, a tape of you and and here here here's why? Yeah, I had to make one of those corny ass DVDs and give it to him, which I don't think they even saw the DVD because I handed some guy and he's like, oh thanks, and just kind of threw it on his table. So I'm like, okay, that was a waste. So you showed up the open, five bucks right there. <laughs> so you showed up to the open call. Yeah, the open call. It was ridiculous. Like we were in uh, what was it, Palace Station, I believe, and. They have like their big ballrooms, you know, where they have their event rooms, whatever. And the line was like around the room and then snailed around that and then out the door. And I'm like, holy shit, are, am I going to even be seen? Like there's so many people here. And I'm thinking like all these people have so much more experience than me for sure. But you're like, still 7 or no. I mean, 7 pro wins. I mean, you're yeah. still yeah, – and you still have – uh, what nine thousand backyard fights? Yeah. <laughs> so you still have a lot going for you. Yeah. Did you did you did you worry that you weren't as much of a, of a, a character and sort of you had to kind of play a? You... Yeah, because I'm not one of those douchey guys that's going to be doing it for the camera time. You know, I was there. I was there to fight and and get in the UFC because I want to fight. I want to I want to make money. I want to I want to I want to start my legend. You know what I right. mean? Like when I started fighting, I didn't want to do it for money. I wasn't going to pay nothing for fighting. I was I was fighting for free for like three four first years. And then when I start when I start turning pro, then I was making like thousand bucks here, you know, fifteen hundred bucks, two thousand. I started slowly going up and up, but it's still not like big money, money that's gonna you know pay the bills. And then uh, you know, so going there, I'm like, I'm gonna start my legend. Money was the last thing on mine. I was like, I'm just gonna come here, I'm gonna whoop some dudes' ass, and then I'm gonna show them that they need to just take me and, and put me in there. And, and like you did, you, you yeah. went there and you, you had a couple fights, and then you you did really good on the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. And then after the Ultimate Fighter, they give you this just. Monster from Russia. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sleeper, yeah. I mean, what's that? What's his? Uh, his Kabalov. Uh, Rustan Kabalov, who's fighting Ben Henderson coming up. Yeah. And he, he uh, that was one of the most brutal. He put you in, th- <laughs> what, three? Three, three suplexes. Three yeah. suplexes. Back to back. Back to back to back. Yeah. And, and then, uh, you, and then you, 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 you uh, were out after one of them, right? Or two of them? Or what was uh, it? The second one, the first one was, was nothing. I just kind of landed on my, on my hands and knees. The second one dazed me a little bit, and the third one was just out. I'll now, did you wake up and go, like, what, what the f*** happened? Where, where? Yeah, well, as soon as I woke up, and because uh, th- this is what happened. I, I remember getting slammed. Like, people say, oh, you'll forget this amount of time. Bullshit, I remember everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, um, you know, I'm against the cage. I got a wizard. I'm, I'm kind of fighting him off, and then he, he's going for his body lock, and I, and I go to hand fight, but I remember, like, just feeling so slow because my brain, like, wasn't all there yet because I, I still been rocked from the slam before. And I remember doing it, bam, my arm gets trapped. I remember my arm being trapped, and then like, oh shit, here we go. I get slammed, and then I remember, I remember I'm, I'm pushing myself to get up, and then uh, next thing I know, I'm pushing myself to get up again, like, like the lights turn on and off, and then I'm pushing myself to get up again, and then there's, the guys are in the ring, and, and then I just look around, I'm like, Wow. It's over. <laughs> now, now, did you watch, have you watched the fight since? Yes, I watched it a lot, and it, and it, it it's, you know, I, I don't. I don't want to say it humbled me because I'm a humble guy as it is, and I, I know I know where I stand and I know my place and, and where I'm at. But I watch it a lot, and it, it's honestly motivating to me. And uh, what that fight was for me was a, was a learning lesson, a, a big learning lesson for me. Um, oh, come on, that could happen to anybody. Yeah, but re- wrestling was my weakness, and I've never worked on it because I've always gotten away with it. 
But then when I fought him, it's like, okay, I, I need to start working on it now. I'm not, you know, I'm not fighting little shows. I'm not fighting David Gardner anymore, or these little punk kids. So I got I to work on my skills. So I, Have, like, you called anybody to put a hit on him since then? Any of, like, your old boys? <laughs> no, because I'm sure if he loses, the Russians will just kill him themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's just, yeah no, that, was, uh, that was crazy. But you won your last fight. You came back. You won a decision. Now, were yeah. you a little bit, I know that, were you a little bit worried, like, if I lose this, I might get cut, I, so I have to get a win? Yes, that's definitely, that was definitely in my mind. Um but when you know that was before and after that was actually just before the fight you know training camp i'm just thinking like i gotta win this fight i gotta win this fight motivate myself you know i, I watched my loss i watched that a lot i got a picture of his face up by the treadmill when i'm running sprints really like, yeah like i'm gonna kill this guy you got like, a picture of, of uh of, of the guys that of you're fighting? Whiteley, yeah when yeah. i was fighting him so i just i post it there and then uh you know like just build up my hate towards the guy <laughs> and and use that for motivation every time you and, jump a car do you picture that battery being uh your, your <laughs> yeah, when I when I pulled that when I pulled it out though, I kind of pulled it out and just throw it like, yeah. Whiteley, <laughs> just rage it out of there. <laughs> That's awesome. Now I, I gotta say uh, before we go on to our next guest, uh, we have coming up pretty soon, uh, and then we'll get to we have a lot of news to cover. Uh, Americana MMA has a hit on Ronda Rousey. We're gonna talk about that. Uh, Ronda said that she wanted to she doesn't care if Cyborg gets horse semen in her eye. There's a lot of stuff that we gotta talk about, but. Uh, I think she's scared of Cyborg, and I would be too if I was her. You think Ronda's scared of Cyborg? So we're, we're going to have you. I can't wait to hear your opinion on this. That's a bad uh, fight for Ronda. Uh, <laughs> but also, someone who's not scared of Cyborg is your g- girlfriend, now fiancé, who came to the show with you, who's this smoking hot, <laughs> tattooed, like, like you know those like cool tattoo girls that are in shape, that have like the nice rack, that you're like, man, that's that's wifey material. Because oh, the ones she's that I love, you mean? Just hard, <laughs> just hardcore enough, you know, that she's great in bed. The girls you dry hump at right, the same time. Exactly. Well, that's his 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 like. He just got engaged. Where did you yes. meet that girl? Does she have a, a clone? I mean, what's what's the deal? <laughs> Who she is doesn't that? have a clone, but I was asked. I asked her that myself. Nice. Um, I met her actually in in the Big John's in the gym. Um, one of my teammates, Dave, was dating her best friend Bree, and I had just um, Dave I just, who uh, Weber. Weber that that's the guy that broke my arm. Remember really? That? Yeah, that's the dude who broke my arm. <laughs> oh man! Oh, Dave, sore subject. <laughs> Dave Weber. But okay. uh, yeah, he he was dating this girl Bree, who was her best friend at the time, and I just got out of a out of a long relationship. I was dating I was dating my ex for like seven years or something, and, and we split. And it was pretty bad, and then I was kind of just whoring around for a little bit. I started seeing this crazy Mexican girl, I, you know, I broke up with her, and then after that, I was like, I'm not talking to any girl for, like, the next, like, two years, like, that That bitch is crazy, like. Did wow. you practice knife fighting? The- <laughs> no, but I, I practiced sleeping with one eye open, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> wow. And then, uh, you know, so I was like, whatever, and Bree's like, you gotta meet this girl, Kelly, like, she's super cool, she's hot, you'll love her, you know, like, you guys will go along good, and I'm like, nah, you know what, no, like, no, 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 like, I'm not worried about it right now, like, don't worry about it. So, you know, I think like a couple weeks later, we were having five team trials at Big John's and she brought her in. And then I was like, oh, damn, like, who's your friend? She's like, this is Kelly. And I was like, why didn't you bring her in sooner? <laughs> She's like, well, you told me not. I'm like, shut up. No one asked. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know, and then I just started talking to Kelly. We started vibing. And then, uh, now, what, know, is, what does Kelly do? Uh, she's a makeup artist for the for she works in the union in studios. So she does uh, special effects. She does blood, guts, beauty, makeup. And. And that's it. She does it for the union. She just got herself in the union too, so you know things are picking up in her career too. And and she's really good at it. If you guys, uh, you know, girls ever need beauty makeup or special effects, hit her up. Um, grotesque Beauty um, at Grotesque Beauty. <laughs> grotesque on, Beauty. Yeah, Grotesque that's Beauty <laughs> on Instagram, and then uh, her Twitter's. Kelly, yeah, she's hot. Kelly she's a, she's, I mean, you could tell she's a really cool chick. You guys, uh, when you guys came to the show, you guys were vibing, and it was uh, it was cool to see. Uh, yeah. It was good to see. Like uh, you could tell that there's. 
You guys probably have crazy sex. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good to do too many details, but it's good. Does she ever like? Does she ever like do like crazy makeup sex where you like put it in and then starts bleeding everywhere because she does a grotesque beauty? All right, okay, okay, oh, oh. All right, all right, I'm not, we're not allowed to get oh to that. God. No comment. No, no, no comment. Really? Oh no, but does does she ever dress up like a horror film like during during? No, no, she's never. We've never done anything like that. Um, but I'll tell you what, it, su- it does kind of suck watching movies with her because she's like, oh, that makeup sucks or those that blood's fake and that fake arm's crap. Like, she kind of... So watching movies, like scary movies with her kind of sucks sometimes, but... That'd be crazy if you guys were, like, it. hooking up and all of a sudden her, her, her like, arm fell off. Yeah. You know, you're like, ah! She just gags and me. Then, yeah, she just gags you. <laughs> We'd like to thank our sponsor, Sunfair, for delivering us super uh, healthy... Um, appetizing, great-tasing food. Uh, how, how's it going, by the way? Well, it, it's going great. I'm Carl Farrell, by the way. I know who you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else does. Nobody else does. Anyways, you can find us at, at Sunfair or sunfair.com. And one of the things that's cool that we do is we do a paleo program. Um, all of our, we make, we make prepared meals that are made fresh daily. They're all, it's thirty nine ninety five a day for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and two snacks. They're all delivered to your home. Um, it's based on your likes and dislikes. And um, it's really, really cool. So... Well, I know that you uh, you guys feed Jake Ellenberger, and the reason the D, one of the reasons the Juggernaut is in such great shape is because of you guys, and uh, and so healthy. And right now he's with his brother Joe Ellenberger. That's why he can't be here today. But you're still feeding him somehow. Uh, we're still feeding him. Jake, Jake's a machine. He actually called me this morning and said, "Hey, you know, dude, I'm because he canceled last week. He went he went to Washington." Or went to Baltimore and he called me this morning and said, Hey, look, I'm dying for some real food. He just literally, so I'm, I'm literally making three days worth of food. We're, we're FedExing it to him today for delivery tomorrow. Wow. And we do that for our clients. I mean, so, and, and, so if there's a fighter who, like, like let's say an uh, upper coming guy uh, from Lancaster, a guy like Vince, um, who was like, you know what, I, I would love to get sponsored, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, in Saudi Arabia or one of these other places that the UFC goes to. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know if they go there, Abu Dhabi, uh, or, or something like that. You'll right. actually get them the food? The, well, I can't get it there. Okay. But, but what I can do, is, and the way we work with most people is we'll start with you in camp and we'll take you all the way through camp and then we'll take you into the weigh-in. So that final week if you're fighting in the states no problem i'll ship you two shipments i can get three days of food in a cooler at a time wherever you're at i can do i can i, do, I can do your weight cut for you um which is really cool and then that'll get you all the way up till friday so who are some of the fighters that are actually working with you guys uh, uh brendan schaub jake of course uh mark munoz who's, who's fighting may 23rd yes um <laughs> yeah and there's a few others so my, i know there's mark munoz has, his, uh, has a history with Rough weight cuts. I mean, I think at one point he weighed 270. Oh, that was us. Okay, so we took Mark from obese to obese. We got, we got him down to 185 <laughs> for that those, fight. Yes. Fat to, to lean. So that's, that, that was you guys. Mark is a stud. I'm going to show you. Yes, that was, that was all Sunfair. Absolutely. Wow. And, and, and Todd Norman was his trainer. Yeah. And then he works at, of course, Train to Rain. Um, is, is his studio and, and we just rocked you it. guys should have an infomercial with Mark Munoz and be like before he, and after he's on the front page of our website wow yeah. nice is it all like pre-cooked food and then you guys just like it's all, it it's, out and then heat it up and eat it it's freshly made and, and the best part about it is I bought you, I brought you a bag today oh, so you're, you're gonna eat some oh nice, nice. Um, but it, it's breakfast lunch dinner and snacks you can get just breakfast and lunch lunch and dinner breakfast lunch dinner and two snacks or three you can do it one day a week three days a week five days a week it's all made fresh we deliver it in the middle of the night, between eight o'clock at night and five in the morning. You wake up in the morning. It's we're like the food fair. The food's right there, ready to go. So, what, and what's this website? You can find you at sunfair.com. S-U-N-F-A-R-E.com. Yes. And you, at Sunfair uh, on Twitter, and I'm at Carl Farrell One. 
So, that. and I'll take care of anybody, help them out. And, and we've been doing this for 16 years. We started in 1997. So uh, we give you actually a list of all of our ingredients. You check off all of the things you don't like, and then we'll build a menu for the month based on your likes and dislikes. And then everything's weighed and measured for each individual person. So you can get really specific. We got a paleo program. We have one that's like zone. We've got a, a gluten-free plan, which is wheat-free, gluten-free, soy-free, and dairy-free. That's like eating at Whole Foods. Um, and it, in English. Right now. Yeah. I know what I can. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> so um, we just have a lot of different options, and it, it's really convenient for people. Well, thank you, Carl. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for sponsoring our show. And uh, thanks for getting Mark Munoz back down to uh, fighting, <laughs> fighting with Down to fight weight. And we're doing it again. I think his fight's on the 31st of May. And what, Jake's on the tw- 23rd? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, Jake's, uh, yep, 173. Mm-hmm. He's oh, actually, 24th. Yeah, 24th. Okay. You're on that same card. Yeah. Okay, well, it's going to be a big party. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. going to be some new rage. Right on. All right, so next uh, we have a special treat. We have uh, we have two fighters on together that are in the same gym together right now, hanging out. They just took showers together. Um, <laughs> we have uh, we have Jack Stone Mason and Luke Barnett on. Uh, you're on with uh, me, T Rex. What's up, uh, uh, Vince Michelle? What's up, and uh, DJ Shrope. How's it going? Yeah, really good. We're um, we're sitting on Luke's bed. Uh, Naked together, pretty much now. Nice. There you go. You guys are checking out the yeah. checking, out. chicken. Did you say nice? Yeah, you, you're. you're, you're, you're. <laughs> After the shower, you know, we had a shower, bit tired, waiting for your phone call. It happens. Come to my room. Nice. <laughs> you know, checking out the uh, foreskins. Situations we're getting. Yes. <laughs> checking out the covered wagons. Now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, I got to say, Jack Stone Mason just won the, the main event at Cage Warriors last week. Congratulations, Congrats. man. Congrats. Woohoo! Thanks, man. No worries, man. So, <laughs> now, 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 you're, uh, now, now you're, you're uh, 27 and 13. You've been around for a while. You also own the gym, correct? Uh, I, I, uh, I part own um, a gym called BKK Fighters in, in the UK, but... Um, We've been training at Tsunami Gym tonight, and uh, that's just I'm just a, a team member there. Nice. Now, what? Now, who are some of the guys that uh, that you uh, train with and and that uh, come to your gym? So, so Tsunami, we've got um, John McGuire, uh, UFC vet as well. Yeah. And, uh, and Luke Barnett. Um, got Tommy McGuire, uh, John's brother, and uh, our head coach uh, Robbie Olivier as well. Oh, nice. We also have visitors come over quite a lot. We have a guy, uh, you might know him, named Joachim Hansen. Of course. Um, who, he lives with me while he comes over and trains. He comes to train with Robbie. Uh, we have a lot of the, the UFC guys come over from the Ultimate Fighter that, you know, that train with me on the show. So people like Thor Trang, Jimmy Quinlan, uh, Calvin Gastelum, those sort of guys are, are coming through now at the Tsunami Gym. So we've got quite a good variation of guys. But Jack coaches over at BKK. And he's bringing through some like studs through there, some young guys who are. One of them just won on Cage Warriors as well. A little 19, 19, 20, 20 now. Twenty-year-old Arnold Allen, who's uh, knocked some guy out in thirty-six seconds. I don't know if you saw that. I uh, did not see that, but congratulations. Um, but I, I was saying, uh, Joaquin Hansen, that guy's a legend. I used to watch him back in the day. Uh, how's he doing? 
He's, he's sitting sitting watching TV at the moment. Yeah, he's, he's next door watching television while my girlfriend telly. irons uh, my training gear. <laughs> he's sitting there watching TV. He, he's doing good, man. He's fighting in Korea in like three weeks uh, on a on a show called Road FC. Um, but he's coming out here to prepare for that fight. So, like you said, the guy's a legend, and he's a bit of a weirdo too. But he's a, <laughs> he's definitely a legend. His ta- his tattoos have caused some controversy. I heard. That uh, people were saying that his tattoos were uh, like um, racist, uh, racist sympath- sympathetic. Really? Yeah. Something. Yeah, he's explained that before. I think he, they're definitely misunderstood. Okay. He's got he's got like an alternative meaning to them. But, uh, I'm not sure, entirely sure what that is, but he's definitely not. Uh... But you're talking about a man in Joachim Hansen who you know knocks people out for fun, but he believes in something called transhumanism. You know what transhumanism is? Do you know what that is? Uh, is that like transporting humans? <laughs> no. no what's Transhumanism. It? You ever seen the film, the film Robocop? The yes. new one? Not the new one. Not the, the old one, one I saw. Well, basically, transhumanism is when you take a chip and you download your brain onto this chip and then you can put it into a, into a computer and live forever. Oh. So, Joachim Hansen <laughs> believes in transhumanism. <laughs> He's here doing research trying to find out a way to download his brain and live forever. I think I think Dan Henderson has that too. Uh, that, guy's like, that guy's like ninety. Now uh, I gotta say, now uh, Luke Barnett, you are uh, on a you're killing it in the UFC, man. Uh, last two, now the the fight before, I gotta say, you celebrated twelve times during the fight. Uh, did you kind of learn your lesson that maybe that's not the best idea? Like you were having the after party in like the second round. <laughs> <laughs> well, since then, like, I watched it back and I realized that my celebrations, they weren't fun enough. You know, there wasn't much about them. It was just me raising my hand. So I've been, been working on some cooler celebrations, like doing a worm after I hit him with a head kick and, and things like that to make it more interesting. But um, <laughs> it, de- it, de- <laughs> it definitely made me think about it anyway. You know, if I'm going to fuck up and I'm going to celebrate, celebrate halfway through a fight, and I'm going to mess up. I'm going to make it worthwhile and do a backflip or something next time. Yeah, if you could do a backflip, that'll be amazing. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm the least athletic man on the planet. There's no way I'm doing a backflip. Yeah, don't do a GSP one and land on your face. Oh yeah, that'd be terrible. Now, yeah. By the way, I mean, I love the fact that you've kind of embraced your uh, least athletic man on the planetness. Well, you're calling yourself Big Slow. Uh, that's <laughs> that's awesome. That's. That's well, really, really funny, man. That's hilarious. That comes from the guys in the gym. Everyone in the gym, uh, when I first started, I was very uncoordinated, very slow, and, and obviously quite tall. Um, so it actually comes from John and Tommy McGuire. They're both gypsies. I don't know if you guys know what gypsies are in America, but um, they're basically... It's very caravan. Yeah, they live in a caravan, and they you know, they, they pave your, your tarmac. And, are you talking you know, about pikeys? Yeah. <laughs> But like like snatch, right? So so John and Tommy are like the gypsies out of snatch. They they're gonna hate me for saying this, but they're like the gypsies out of snatch. <laughs> and the main characteristic is they talk very 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 quickly. Yeah. So me being big, I was in the gym. It was my first gym session, and Tommy and John were like insulting me, calling me a big ugly bastard, big tall fuck, <laughs> you know, whatever. And I was like struggling to understand what they were saying. And I was looking at Tommy like, what are you going on about? Looking at John like, what are you going on about? And they were standing across. And he goes, yeah, look at him. He's big and he's fucking slow. He's the big slow. And that was it. Nickname <laughs> from day one. Uh, it stayed with me. Um, 
Uh, so basically means I'm big and retarded is basically what they're trying to say. Now, are they really gypsies, by the way? Like, are those guys... Because I know yeah. he, he does gypsy jujitsu or something, right? He has a black belt in gypsy jujitsu, John McGuire. Yeah, they live in a caravan and, and they travel around and that's it. Wow. That, that, that is a pink belt as well. A pink belt it's is a gypsy. And they're definitely genuine gypsies. They come from the gypsy community and they're... It's pretty badass. I've stayed at his caravan a couple of times. They have a communal shower with the whole family. Um, <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty random. There's about six caravans in one shower, but they have a tin bar. <laughs> yeah, tin bar underneath the caravan. They pull it out. You know, but it works for them. You know, they've, they've been doing it forever, and it's and, a tradition thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very traditional, and it's their the way they live their lives. Now, Luke, someone once said that you actually weren't a person, that you were three members of Team Alpha Male stacked up on top of each other. <laughs> Is there <laughs> any truth to that? Obviously, um, you are a favor would be my upper half because I'm a, I'm a good-looking fella. <laughs> um, but, you know, there, there is no truth to that. I'm, I'm, just, I'm not a transformer. I'm just one, one normal person. Nice. I, li I like the Kim, Kim Winslow tweet. <laughs> oh, the Kim. <laughs> what was that tweet I, I wrote? I forgot about that. Which one was that? Kim Winslow is, is leaked by that in a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I did write that. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that one. I remember that one. Too. I remember Jack showing me that. And um, it, was, it was pretty funny. Nice. <laughs> that is funny. I think, I think Luke's much better looking. Now, um, <laughs> now, now, uh, now, do you guys get... I know that you guys are big celebrities over in England being fighters. and uh, Do you guys get a lot of tail over there? I'll let Jack, Jack take this one. Luke, Luke does all right. Luke does all right for uh, an ugly guy. Really? I'm, I'm, you know uh, Kevin Casey from the Armour Fighter? He described my style of picking up women. He described it on, on the show after we went out. He said it was swagnificence. <laughs> this is how he described it. How I, they say I've got Jedi mind tricks. For an ugly man, I, uh, I'm pretty damn good with the, the tail or the ladies, whatever you just called it. <laughs> Um, so I use my Jedi mind tricks. I use my swagnificence, and uh, and I end up getting the, getting the women. But right now, me and Jack are very boring men in relationships. Uh, I live with my girlfriend. Jack lives with his girlfriend. So the days of getting tail are long and gone. Oh man, that's I was I was living. But we used to, we used to work the doors together as well. Yeah. And there was a lot of tail going on there. Not for me. I was an ugly bastard. And I had no significance. But I, I know stories of Mr. Jack Mason, which are pretty, pretty embarrassing and, and legendary at the same time. What are some of these stories about the legendary Jack Mason? Uh, they can't be told. Me. My girlfriend's going to listen to this. Oh, man. <laughs> Just a lot, lot of fire exits and, and, you know, like us throwing out, throwing out drunk members in the pub. Like we're throwing them out. Jack's in the fire exit. You can fill in the rest. <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's great. Now, Jack, I know that you're you started off your MMA career. You were one in four. Uh, yeah. Now, now, at that time, were you like, man, maybe this is not working out for me? Were you, were you having doubts? I wasn't even training in MMA. I didn't even I didn't really even know about MMA. Like back in you know back when I started in the UK it was like just two guys just getting in the ring having done no training, do you know what I mean, and having a fight. And uh, I think I, I think my second fight, my second pro fight was against Maris Saronskis, who uh, who won like the, the dream yeah. Grand Prix and stuff like that. And uh, I'd, I hadn't, I'd, I'd only been training about six weeks and uh, and that guy had been training like all his life and uh, it kicked my head off. <laughs> so, so he kicked me in the head a few times and stuff like that. And it was, uh, 
now, it's never why- eye opener, but I just loved it. I just loved the sport, and I just kept kept plugging away and found a good gym, found found Tsunami Gym. Because before, you know, before I found them, I was just training with my with my friends in in garages on on quilts, like put, we put down in the garage because we didn't have any mats. And uh, yeah, just until I found a good gym, I didn't really uh, I didn't really know what I was doing properly. But but you know, wait a minute, wait, hold on, hold on. Okay, you're training MMA six weeks. Who would put you in against Marius and Zaski? Like, uh, who would? Who? I mean, yeah, I mean, what kind of what kind of manager did you have? Well, I didn't have a manager, <laughs> but, but we um we used to turn up, up turn up to a place called the Circus Tavern, which is a uh, which like one of the you know the the only events going on you know back at, like five years ago, and I uh, and basically like no one you know no one knew who who they were fighting until until you. You turned up and someone wrote wrote down who you were fighting on the board about an hour before you're going to fight, and then you go into the ring, have a fight, and, and that'll be it. That's you didn't know who you're going to fight. You didn't couldn't prepare for them. There weren't any really there weren't any YouTube videos around when I was when I was starting, and uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy back Wait, then. But were there were there any weight classes? Yeah, there were there were weight classes. But you know, I'm not sure were... I'm not sure if people weighed in. <laughs> As strict as they do now, anyway. Twenty-three stone. Wait, so you just show up? Wait, wait, you just show up, and then there's a chalkboard, and then they go write your name, and then then that's who you're fighting. Yeah. Wow. That was it. Sometimes you have to pay as well. Sometimes there's like have to pay fifty pounds to fight, and you didn't know who you're going to fight. You just turned off and and fought. Man, so you had to pay to fight someone you didn't know who you're going to fight? Yeah. Yeah, so this man had to pay to fight Marius Saronskis. <laughs> <laughs> I paid twenty five pounds for that. He's big, he's big and slow. That sounds like uh, that's that, that sounds like Bellator's uh, right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so uh, now uh, now now so now it's what twenty seven thirteen. So now it's forty fights later. You're Jeez. doing well. Are you thinking about maybe going to, into the uh, UFC? Are you thinking about making that transition? That's it's not really uh, it's not really my choice, you know. I, I'd, I'd love to fight. I'd love to fight in the UFC, but um, I think I need to. I think I, you know I'm I'm close, but I'm enjoy, I'm definitely enjoying enjoying fighting for Cage Warriors. You know, I've been fighting lots of UFC vets, and you know the level of competition on that show is, is amazing. Um, I think for me to get to UFC now with with a big record like I've got, I, I think I need to go on a big tear and and start. You know, knocking guys out and finishing them pretty quick, um, and and put away some big names. So it's definitely what I'm looking looking to do. I saw I saw, I I saw one of your knockouts against. Uh, making a decision. You, you you're fighting one guy. It was like the knockout of the of the uh, of the night. It was like some some. It was a uh, a, a black guy that you were fighting, and you, you hit him. a big athletic black man. You yeah. can say it. Yes. Big a huge, athletic. Huge black, black guy. Man. That's uh, not a stereotype. I was gonna say African American, but he's not American. You want me to so, say the N word for you, no, since I can get away with it? <laughs> no, I wasn't. no, but that was one of the craziest knockouts I've ever. Seen. That was an amazing knockout, by the way. You know what I'm talking about? It's on. It's on your website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was that guy? Yeah, he's uh, uh, Lola Bambala. He's a. Uh, he's a. Uh, he's an absolute. He's an absolute beast. He's so quick. Pick me up. Pick me up. Slam me. Um. And uh, yeah, I was, I was, you know, hit him with, I think I got to, managed to get to my feet, hit him with a few jabs, wobbled him, and then hit him with a big overhand and 
sent to sleep. Oh, he went down. What Jack's not days. telling you about that knockout is at the same time he got front kicked in the stomach. <laughs> and when I ran into the cage to like pick him up and congratulate him, he said, "No, no, no, fuck off! I'm, I, I hurt, I hurt, my stomach hurt." And it was like a double knockout, but he faked it and he was all right. <laughs> wow, well, that, that was very nice of you to not to not tell the ref on him. That that. <laughs> now, 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 Luke, uh, are you going to come back and train with Chael? You know, training with Chael was like obviously a great experience for me at the time and and he's fantastic but the guy he doesn't really train with anyone you know he's the boss he's got coaches and stuff but but i was i was his main training partner for john jones you know and he's put out his perspective it's pretty crazy um so him as an individual he's a fantastic athlete and a great guy to train with but he doesn't really have a camp for me uh, and right now i'm you know i'm like you said i'm on a bit of a tear uh, I'm looking to bash the hell out of this guy in four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, whatever it is in Germany. Um, and then I'll be 4-0 in the UFC. I'll be the second ever Brit to go 4-0. Um, and I'll have a bit of a target on my back. So I need to make wise decisions of where I'm going to go train. And although it's great fun with Chael and, and I learn a lot of things, it's just one man. You know, as great as Mr. Chael P. Summon is, he's just one man. So I'm looking at various options to, to up my training and, and move around. But right now... Uh, I'm staying at the Tsunami Gym and, and doing what I'm doing and keeping this tear going. Right. Now, who are you, who are you fighting in six weeks? I'm fighting a guy named Sean Strickland. He was, uh, he's had one fight in the UFC. He's 14-0, and 0, uh, and he was king of the cage champion. He just fought on the Dallas card and beat Bubba McDaniel in right. three minutes or something uh, in the first round. You know, so he, he, he's got a pretty good pedigree. He comes from California. He's not a big name, but he's dangerous, you know, so... Uh, it's just another fight for me to stand out for it on the middleweight division and, and let people know who I am and where I am, you know. Still playing on the fight pass cards and, you know, building myself up over here in Europe before I make the big transition over to Vegas and, and you know, and really make a run. But I'm trying to, to make my fan base over here and, and get my name known before I dive into the deep end and, you know, and really go for it. Well, you got a, you got a pretty big fan base. And I, I actually, I, I read an article where you said that you were one of the best paid fighters in the UFC. Uh, is that true? No, I, I said I think for a man in my position, oh. I'm, I'm one of the men that, that brings in the most sponsorship dollars because I think people have got a, a pretty strange vision on what sponsorship is here in the UFC, uh, especially now. You know, it's quite difficult to find sponsors, but I think I work the hardest to go out there and find sponsorship for myself and good sponsors that people don't think about. You know, okay, so I don't just guy, look okay, for so... Alienware to give me 500 bucks. You know, I look for, for proper sponsors to support me and. And I think I'm making the most sponsorship dollars that anyone who's come off the Ultimate Fighter, for instance, or has had three fights in the UFC. All right, so we have a guy named Vince Pinchel right here with us right now, who's uh, who works for AAA right now. He he needs he needs more sponsors. What advice Hook would me up. What, now? What, <laughs> what advice would you give to this guy? He works for what? He works for AAA. Yeah. What's so I got a, a full time job fighting in the UFC. We know about that. Ah, say that's ridiculous. Sorry, man. I was thinking you just work for AAA or what? I was getting confused. Um, no, yeah, well, it's down to your management. It's down to you individually. Like, I, I think you make sponsorship dollars from working, you know, working your ass off outside the cage. It's not about just playing fights. You know, you've got to go out there and procure sponsors that are going to pay you. And it's difficult. It's not easy, especially if you're American because, you know, it's quite a saturated market. I'm out there hustling and trying to find sponsors and I'm ringing people, you know, every day I'm looking through companies, ringing them up and I'm saying, you know, 
over in England, they don't even know what the UFC is, so it's an uphill battle from the start. But, you know, you don't just rely and wait for sponsorship to come to you. You've got to go out and hunt for it and, uh, and, and, and make your money. For instance, I just landed a sponsor in Germany. He's gonna, they're going to pay me £25,000, you know, which is like 35 grand American, I think, or might be close to 40,000 US. For what? And that's one sponsor. And I, I rang them up and spoke to them and said, I'm flying in Germany, blah, 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 you know, um, and, and closed that deal. So it's, they're, they're out there, basically, is what I'm trying to say. They're out there. You just got to go work for them. Is that 25,000 pounds for one fight or is that for like an extended period? It's just, just to go on my shorts. For one fight? One fight. Yep. Wow. Holy shit! And that's, <laughs> that's probably three times. Three, yeah, three times what I'm getting paid to fight, probably about. And that's and that's and you. that's including when I win. No, but now I mean, so now are you googling sponsorship opportunities for fighters and then hitting every person up individually? Dude, I'm just I'm just working. I've I've got an agent that works for me as well. And we just together we work. We look for companies. We look at where the arena is. We look at if the companies have worked with that arena before and sponsored football matches or sponsored i don't know what you're doing what they do baseball or any of that crap you guys do over there in the state <laughs> but you know just any ties that they've got with the with the company that works the arena you know because they've already they know about the arena they've sponsored events at that arena so it already works for them. and i look at the companies that have been sponsoring there and i, I hit them up and i said listen the ufc's come in blah 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 biggest organization in mixed martial arts you know blah 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 sell them sell them and then you you get your sponsorship Wow. Uh, I know it's tough, and it might not last forever. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just working. All I'm saying is, I think a lot of fighters sit there and expect sponsors to come to them, and expect their manager to go out there and get them sponsors. And it's, it's like any other business. It's like any other job. If you don't put in the time and the effort, you don't seem to reap rewards. Just because you're knocking people out doesn't mean they should sponsor you. You don't ask, you don't get. Exactly. You don't ask, you don't get. And most of the companies out there, they don't know what the UFC is. They don't know what the UFC is paying guys. So when you say, "Oh, I want thirty grand," it's like, "Okay." You know, I just I just sponsored a football team for two million, so thirty grand's nothing. You know, so it's perspective, really. Nice. That's great, man. That's actually great. I'm sure a lot of fighters <laughs> listening to the thing are are going to be hitting you up. <laughs> have you ever but, thought about hitting up AAA? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, but maybe I'll try that next yeah. time. <laughs> but uh, that's great, man. I mean, you're you seem like a very bright guy, and uh, you know, you're. Uh, you're, 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 I'm big and slow. I'm big and slow. Do you not get this? It's not right. Now I gotta ask you. That's also, just the name of your book, I think. Big and slow. There you go. Yes. Now I gotta ask you. That sounds like the chick that I had sex with last week. But no. She was big and big and easy. No. The big easy. Now I gotta ask you about. Uh, people want to know about Conor McGregor. Obviously, a lot. A lot of people have. Uh, he's a very polarizing figure in. In the UFC, fans have an opinion either way. Two guys from England, what are your thoughts on Conor McGregor? Jack, you can go first. I've got, I've got no problem with Conor. <laughs> He's, no, I've met Conor a few times. He used to fight for Cage Warriors as well. He was the, the Cage Warriors uh, featherweight and lightweight champ. And I was, every time I spoke to him, I was going with him. Yeah. You know, I think Connor's done a very, very good job of marketing himself and making himself a big name um, off of two wins in the UFC. One, people say it's impressive because he hurt his knee, but, you know, he beat Max Holloway and it, he guy wasn't really ranked anywhere. And now all of a sudden he's shouting out big, big names. Um, yeah, Max was only... You know, the guy, I, I actually watched a fight. Yeah, Cage Warriors put it up today. Uh, you can watch it as well when he fought a guy named Joe Duffy. 
Conor McGregor versus Joe Duffy. Um, it was a while ago. You can watch that fight and then let me know what you think of Conor McGregor. And um, yeah, that's the end of my statement for uh, for that today. <laughs> wow. All right. So I'll, I will Google Joe Duffy, Conor McGregor, and then and then I'll, I will get back to you and I'll let you know what that's exactly what you think about Conor McGregor. <laughs> Adam's tr- Adam's trying to ruin I- Irish British relations right now. So oh yeah. That's what he's really. Oh trying yeah. To do. It's up to me to ruin that. Um, yeah. <laughs> because because they really they're all depending on me. Uh, I, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I- I've I've listened I'll go into to a little bit more detail just quickly because you know me there's no, I have no problem with Conor McGregor I said something I don't know if you guys know but I said something on the Era Hawani show about his management team um, and it was taken lightly hard Conor took it took it to heart and he got pretty pissed off with me um, so since then we had a bit of beef on Twitter and he you know but I'd never actually met the guy and I it was a fleeting statement that I said on the Era Hawani show I just mentioned something. Um, and he took it to heart that I was attacking him when really, as it does. What's he going to do, bite yeah. your ankles? Yeah. No, not, um, you know, so that, he took it to heart that I was attacking him, but I wasn't. I was just talking about his management company, something they do that I disagree with. And he took it to heart. So he went back on the Air Hawaii show, slammed me, called me Frankenstein, an ugly fuck, all this, this uneducated bullshit that had no real opinion and it was just smoke, you know, just talking crap. And I still had no problem with him. I was like, you know, that's his style. If he wants to be like that, it's fine. And then UFC London, um, I, it was the first time I ever met the guy. So I hadn't met him. And we were, uh, I was walking down the hallway and he was there. I went to say hello to him. and went to shake his hand. And he completely blanked me. He didn't even look at me uh, and just looked away. And I said, if you want to be like that, Connor, then, you know, that's fine. And carried on walking. So ever since then, I've had a bit of a, a begrudgment against the, uh, the young Irishman. You think he was upset because he came, he came up to your groin? <laughs> That's probably got something to do with it. And he was probably, I'm quite well endowed, so he probably was up to my groin, a bit upset. Thought, man, I can't deal with this guy. He's got, he's got a big piece. Uh, you know, I'm just going to look away, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to carry on with my day. I, I actually feel the same way when talking to you, so uh, I can. I, I, that's actually a true statement. Yeah, I mean, look, Conor McGregor. You're right. He's he's great at selling it. He's also the what the only guy from Ireland in the UFC, or he's like one of two people. Which helps. Which helps. Yeah. You know, kind of a big fish. There's only, there's only 4.5 million people in Ireland, by the way. One of the one of the biggest countries with the biggest debt in the world right now. You know, so I don't know why the UFC are backing a guy in a country full of debt with 4.5 million people. There's more people in London. There's more money in my bedroom than there is to hold violence. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and if, oh if, they, if they found, if some magically they found some middleweight, you know, a middleweight that was good enough for Ireland to get to the UFC, then I'd happily fight him. Wow. How much money do you have in your bedroom? That's, that's, that's... Thirty-seven. More pounds. than the whole of the whole of Ireland. I've no, probably got about, pounds. got about eight pounds. <laughs> I've probably got about eight pound fifty. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Yeah, so uh, I think that's the thing. I mean, he obviously he's got talent. He's a good fighter, but he does seem to lack the respect. I mean, him him calling saying he he would destroy you know Jose Aldo and and that he would beat this guy and Cub Swanson's you know a a, 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 a wrinkly vagina or whatever he's doing is is just sort of come on. You got to respect the people that have came before you, right? Yeah, I mean respect definitely. But I, listen, I'm a man, I'm a good front child son and he showed no respect to Anson Silva and I, I don't disagree with that I think it's a good way to get fights I think it's a good way to make yourself relevant and I can be quite you know I just insulted the whole of Dublin and the whole of Ireland you know I just had about £8.50 in my bedroom so there's no respect there either so 
there, there's a line, you know, there's a, it's, if you want to promote yourself, that's fine. But if you're two and zero in the UFC and your, your leg breaks, cause you're too flimsy in a fight to continue. And then you start calling out the top 10, you definitely need to be, be able to back it up. And like I said, I'm building my brand over here in Europe. I will explode and come over to Vegas and start beating people. And I might start talking like Conor McGregor, but I'll have a big base behind me to do that. Right. Winning a cage warriors title or two cage warriors titles, it doesn't give you the right to insult the top 10 in the world, you know? Um, and he's done very, like I said, he's done very, very well. And I, I applaud what he's done in the business. I think it's very, very clever. Um, but I think he's a, he's a, shooting star and he burns very, very bright at the moment and it's going to, it's going to turn on him and all those fans that are growing beards and wearing stupid clothes and calling themselves Connors fans are going to turn on him very, very quickly when he starts losing and getting knocked out by these people that he's claiming to be able to beat. But I think also, the, 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 like, like you said, when you met him in person, you stuck your hand out and said, hey, how's it going? Like, like Chael, when he meets people off camera, he's a different person. Where, you know, he kind of gets it. This is all kind of shtick to sell the fight. Whereas Connor doesn't seem to really, he, he's just really angry. He lives the life. Believing his own hype. Yeah, you know. So I, I think there, there is a certain respect that I think all fighters should have for one another. Being that you guys are all in the same business and like kind of fighting the same fight. and fight, Fighting this yeah, battle. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I mean, that, that's what got to me. Like I said, I had no problem with the guy. He went on the Ariel Hawani show and called me every name under the sun. And that, ha- that means nothing. You know, in real life, that means nothing. There's more to life than than the UFC and MMA. You know, if you're a good person and you shook my hand and looked me in the eye, he could have shook my hand and looked me in the eye and said, listen, I don't like you. I don't like what you said about me. I don't know. No, okay, that's fine. You know, and I respect you for that. But not looking at me, not talking to me, ignoring me, pretending you're a higher being than I am, thinking you're better than I am. You know, that's, that's what upset me about the guy. And that's why I have a problem with him now. Now, moving on from that, because fuck Conor Royer, let's not talk about it anymore. Right? He's getting his own hype. He's building it. Let's leave it to him. Okay. Um, okay. No, let's, let's move on. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> you pissed him off. <laughs> good man, we're, good we're, man. We are moving. So when are you guys coming to the U.S., by the way? Uh, I just got back. I was, I was in Dallas for Kelvin Gaslam's fight. Uh, I'm probably going to come July 4th for, uh, for Independence Day. And it's uh, Chris Weidman versus Machida, I believe. And I think it's the uh, no, UFC Fan anymore. Expo and all that sort of stuff's going on. So I'm going to come out for that, um, fly out, and, and try and enjoy myself for the weekend. Great. I have shows in Vegas that week. I would love to have you come to a comedy show. Uh, it sounds awesome. Yeah. As long as you don't get me on stage and insult how ugly I am, I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Well, listen, it was, a, it was an honor having you guys on the show. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I would love to have you back on if you would love to come back on. Yeah, you guys are great. Yeah, this has been one of my favorite interviews. Anytime, anytime. So thank you guys. Uh, and, uh, I appreciate it. And look out, look out on your Twitter because uh, I'm going to send you a picture right now of how me and Jack did this interview. Just so, you, <laughs> just, just so you're aware of the. We've been talking on the phone now for what, 20, 25 minutes to let you know. Yeah, uh, the yeah I'll send you a picture of me and Jack on my bed in our boxes and how we did this whole interview so um, you can feel just really uncomfortable. No, no problem. I can't wait to repost this. And, thank uh, you one last much. thing. Do you have any questions for Jake Ellenberger? <laughs> <laughs> Jay Kellenberger. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's an inside yeah. joke. Well, what's his nickname? The Juggernaut. <laughs> the Juggernaut, yeah. Well, who came up with that nickname? Uh, I think because he hasn't got laid uh, in about eight years. <laughs> <laughs> Juggernauts. So he's just... He's, or is it because he doesn't get laid a lot and he, he plays with women's jugs? Yes, exactly. There's two ways you can look at it. Yes. 
because he juggles his nuts all day long. No, we don't have any questions. Sorry. All right. Well, thank you guys, and uh, and we'd love to have you back on. And take care, guys. Cheers, Thanks mate. You. Cheers. Cheers, mate. <laughs> all right. That was Luke and Jack Stone Mason. Uh, great guys. Fun interview. Jackie Mason. That yeah, guy. That was awesome. He's a good fighter. Uh, there's a lot we, we have to get to right now, a lot of stuff I want to talk about. Uh, the Ultimate Fighter actually um, last week was the first uh, first episode, and it's, it's, it's weird not having, like with BJ Penn and Frankie Edgar, they have such respect for one another, which is the way it should be. They right. seem like great guys and amazing fighters, and, but it's weird not having that Ronda Misha from last season. Like friction in the hallways. Yeah, and there's no middle fingers and Edmund, and it's like the kind of the, the, the drama amongst the coaches isn't there. Uh, which, for better or worse, I mean, it wasn't like it, it did. You know, it's one of those things. That it just it just is. Right. But uh, the, I'll tell you what, the caliber of the fighters. Not that the fighters weren't great last season with you know Holdsworth and some of those guys, and some of the girls as well. But these guys can like they're all eight and one, five and one, seven and one, and uh, a couple guys that stand out. I watched it. Um, the first fight, there was a guy named from T- Tyler King who used to be on the Arizona Cardinals. And he got, he, you know, he comes in with his mom, and and his mom said, uh, and he's like, yeah, you know, I I blew up my knee, and I was in the Arizona Cardinals. It's a, it's a, it's two hundred five and one eighty five this year, and the guy wow. gets the guy gets dropped in the first seven seconds of the fight, and falls face first, just out. One of the, and he just, he just gets clipped. It wasn't even like he got like huge overhand right or or a huge left hook. He just got clipped coming in. Looked like he had never fought before. He comes in with his hands down, kind of like a football tackle, sort of. And um, <laughs> but wow, that was uh, that was crazy. That was, I was mean, the fight to get in the house. Or that was, was that, the fight yeah. to get in the house. Oh yeah, because yeah, that, that, that was the fight to go home. <laughs> yeah, the fight to go home. That that lonely bus ride back to the airport. Jeez, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was an amazing. That was he. He was six seven. Six seven. And he fell like a tree. I was sitting there, um, about ten feet from from BJ in that corner, and when that guy fell. I could feel the wind because the the you know the tough gym it's it's empty yeah like it's, aside it's, from there's the, no one in there it's that quiet. episode it's one weird. it's family and friends barely right so he falls and you just feel that gush of wind from from his body because he's just such a massive dude and then it went completely dead silent like no one said anything for like <laughs> yeah it was half crazy that was that was nuts <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, yeah. now what's that experience like I mean you've been there trying to get into the house and that, I mean what's that like. <clears throat> It was it was honestly like just uh, just super stressful because you don't know what's gonna happen the way it works. It's your first time obviously being there, but when something like that happens, like I guess I'm kind of the the the, the bad seat, I guess, because when like when when on my season, Vic knocked out Crookshank the first fight. I was the only one yelling like, "Oh yeah, like yeah, you whooped his ass!" And everyone else is quite like, "Oh my god, is he okay?" I'm like, ah, he'll wake up. Who cares?" <laughs> yeah, Vic, you know, like it's my teammate, it's my boy. <laughs> but Do you, yeah. how how is James Vic doing, by the way? Uh, he's doing good. He's he's training a lot. Uh, I think he's training out with our master Lloyd's in Maryland now, and then uh, he just came back from uh, Holland doing some kickboxing out there. Yeah, we, ha- we, we, well. we had him on the podcast. Nice guy. Yeah, yeah, super cool. That guy's got got so many one-liners too. He's kind of like a trans a Transformers commercial. Yeah, I like that guy. <laughs> I like that guy a lot. Yeah, so uh, awesome. so him. There was another uh, couple guys I want to talk about. There was a. Uh, 
This guy Hector Urbina looks like really good. He's got really good wrestling. And after Is he that the went, freckly dude. No, he actually beat the freckly dude. I <laughs> know uh, you're talking about the, the black guy with all the freckles. Right. Oh man, and I, I felt bad for that guy because they start off and he's like, "Yeah, I used to get picked on because of my freckles, right?" That's just well, how you remember him now, which it's is, freckles. Which is the first thing you see is, is all those freckles, you know. And uh, he loses, and then Hector Urbina goes, "Hey, Dana, will you be my uncle?" After after he wins, <laughs> which is kind of a strange thing to ask uh, a man if he'd be my uncle. Well, I guess it could be like Ogle, where he just jumps on him and kind of just dry home someone when he's like in a suit. And Dana's like, "Don't mess up my suit." Yeah, who was, yeah, right? Well, who's that? Who did, Andy, Andy Ogle did that? Yeah, he tried to. <laughs> he won the fight again. He jumped straight on Dana, like, "I love you, I love you." Dana's like, "Don't mess up my suit." That's funny. <laughs> I could see that actually. And then uh, I'll tell you who I felt bad for was uh, Jake Huin. Uh, Hewen, Jake Hewen, and because um, it was his like second time tra- trying, and he fights this guy who I wrote down the guy's name. Uh, his name is I uh, fought this guy uh, Todd Monaghan, and who says he was like he's a, a preacher slash fighter right. who's going around opening up Christian MMA schools and, and, <laughs> and Christian weird. MMA camps, which is very very. I guess I don't know what that Christian MMA is. I don't, it's, it's kind of a strange... It's like a fight church. Maybe it's like they, they kick your ass and they apologize and forgive you for your sins. <laughs> yeah. Or, or they like touch you in like the right way. I, I'm not really sure exactly what what the, what the that means. But um, but he... So uh, Hewen is, is destroying him. I mean, the fight could be stopped five times at that point. He's just beating the crap out of him. And uh, to the point where he celebrated early. Like he, he knocked him down, put his hands up, right, you know, and which I don't, I don't understand it. If you knock a guy down, it's not boxing. Like it's not over. Finish the guy, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I understand you want to celebrate, but I guess it looks really cool when you knock a guy out and then walk away, when like Mark Hunt does it, or yeah, some of these other guys. Yeah, there's more badass than that. Just knock a guy out and walk away like you're done. Yeah, <laughs> like right. certain guys can pull it off, but Jake Hewen was not one of those guys, and he ended up getting armbarred after he beat, it was almost like the one of the, and that, at that point, I started believing in Christianity. I'm, 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 I'm like, <laughs> and I'm Jewish, but at that point, I was like, maybe there is something to go to this. I, I set up for this guy's Christian church camp. It was, uh, uh, so then, then, then the Lyman Good, who won the Bellator tournament, auditioned, for, tried out for the Ultimate Fighter, uh, which, and doesn't make the house. Not only does he not make the house, but they uh, they don't even show his whole fight. They just kind of show like highlights. No, no. So, and then the, and then they and then Dana Dana was you could tell he was super happy that the Bellator ex champ didn't make the house because he's like because after they put him up against this guy who's four and who who's an amazing wrestler, which is probably like the, one of the worst guys you want to go against. Yeah, Dana. You know, especially yeah. Lyman Good. You know, who's not known for his wrestling. And then Damon says, "Look, man, the Bellator. The guy. And then the, after the guy beats him, Ian go Ian Stevens goes." Bellator champ don't belong here. Right to Dana, right? <laughs> and oh man! And then and then Dana was like, "Look, you 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 gotta know how to defend your defend that takedown. You wanna make it to the UFC?" It was just like, oh, it was such a. Right. Oh man. There's some inside hate there. Oh, inside hate. <laughs> Beyond like your champ hate. can't even beat guys that are trying to get in our league. Yeah, like your champ can't make the house. That's, That's hilarious. I mean, which was like ah, so so that 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 was crazy. Then there was a guy, Tim Williams, said he'd rather die than go home back with a loss because he tried out before which so what is, happened he 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 he, he won okay. i mean but come on i mean that's oh, a little extreme. <laughs> the first he, he the died first, the first suicide after a loss <laughs> to get in the house and then there were two other guys there's a guy eddie gordon who trains with uh he uh trains with the with the uh champ uh with chris chris weidman eddie truck gordon who i knew because he follows me on twitter he has like a, i think he kind of a i think he might be a, in the rfa or one of the or cfa or something but this guy looks like he looks like Overeem in his prime as far as like 
like muscles wise. The guy's huge. Yeah, there's and, a little bit of hype behind that guy, isn't there? Yeah, Eddie Truck Gordon. I he's he's my pick. Although I, I don't I, you know he he hasn't been tested yet, but he looks like <laughs> he's the guy. And then there was another guy, Doug Sparts, who came out with polar bear ears, and he was wearing bear ears the entire time. What? Yeah, what? yeah. and then he got, his nickname is Ants in the Pants. And he, and oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It's that guy. And it, it's that guy. You, you know who this guy is? <laughs> no, someone sent me a tweet like, uh, you ever heard of this guy, Ants in the Pants? <laughs> like, I still think you have the best nickname than From Hell. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, Ants in the Pants? Like, that kind of sounds like he just scratches a lot. Like, I yeah. don't know. Like, what's it going sounds on like, there? like you have chlamydia or something. <laughs> yeah. But, so, yeah, so he, he, this guy claims his mom is a, is a polar bear. And that he's, <laughs> he's half polar bear. And, uh, okay, he's there for camera time. Oh God! Let me see that. Let me see that. <laughs> oh, by the way, we just got a, the, uh, the, the uh, tweet. <laughs> they're not even touch each other. I don't we believe that. We just got the tweet from Luke Barnett and Jack Stone Mason, and they're naked on a bed. <laughs> very, very strange. Thank you for the update, guys. Now I'm not gonna be able to sleep. So now we got to talk about uh, the fights last week. UFC on Fox card: uh, Verdum versus Travis Brown. Uh, we called it. We said Verdum was gonna win. Uh, Travis Brown outclassed. He got outclassed. He looked yes. like he looked like he he uh, gassed a little early. Uh, it seemed that he, um, uh, you know, he's obviously a great fighter and an elite fighter. I think his girlfriend's too hot, like you were saying. We, we were talking about before the show how hot Travis Brown's girlfriend is. She's ridiculous. Somebody put a thing. She looks like one of the hottest girls I've ever seen in my life, and I truly believe that you can't have a girl that hot. And because no matter what, win or lose, you're going home to that girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're still a winner. You're still that's a winner. Why, that's why it would behoove you to have an ugly girlfriend if you want to be a fighter, because that way you don't, you're not in a rush to get home to see her. You'll stay at the gym a couple more rounds. Not ugly, but just not hot all the time. Not that hot. Right. I, I don't think. It, I, don't, I don't think. It's, I don't think you're supposed to have. Well, Adam's girlfriend. got morals all of a sudden. I don't know. <laughs> no, you don't want an ugly girlfriend. But I would say a girl that could look ugly in certain situations, like, like, because that girl, no matter where you put her, is going to be hot. I don't like think Luke she Barnett has. Luke Barnett in a wig. I don't think she. Who? Luke Barnett in a wig. No, not like that. That would that would definitely qualify as the ugliest chick ever. But but I'm saying, I, like, there's not an angle where Luke Barnett in a wig looks good. I'm, I'm saying. I'm Let's saying. Just be clear. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm saying that there are certain girls that are hot in certain angles. You know, like like okay, that, she gets done up. She's hot. She's pretty. She's, but you know, aren't hot all the time. When you have a girl that is as as hot as Travis Brown's girlfriend, it's, right. it's a lose-lose. I mean, except for being him, you get to go home to her. So it's really a win-win. But as far as your fighting career, she's just too hot. Yeah. I just think she's too hot. <laughs> she, she is, she's ridiculous hot. I think she's too I think that like that's that girl's almost like too hot to marry. When I met when I when fight. I met her, I, I I told Travis, I was like, is it too late for me to get a fighting career going? Oh really? <laughs> like, dude, is that the kind of tale you're pulling what down? What did Travis do? He laughed? He just laughed. Yeah. 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 I mean he but but that beard, that it looks like he would like Went down on a Furby before the show. <laughs> before the fight. I mean, seriously. I mean, I don't think that beard like because you don't even know when you punch somebody where the where the chin starts and the beard. Uh, he, he ate a gnome from the feet first. Right. I mean, it's, it's, don't, don't don't you think as as a fighter, Vince? Don't you think as a as a as a fighter that that beard should not be legal like that? Uh, beards. I'm not really like. Like whatever about, I think it's hair because when, like I have partners that have long hair and it sucks. You get hairs in your mouth and it's like, dude, Ugh. what's going on, man? Like this is nasty. Like cut your damn hair or, or 
you know, pretend you're Steven Skull, put in a ponytail for a minute. Like, that I'm goes for women too down hair. there. Yeah, <laughs> Clay Guida just yeah. kind of dangling, like everywhere. just all over the place. And and honestly, I think it's kind of a disadvantage for them because when they get hit and their hair goes flying, of course it's gonna look like they really got nailed when it could have just been a grazer. Maybe he didn't even get hit; he just hit his hair and his hair went flying. And the judge right. is like, "Oh, he just got nailed! Significant strike." And there are guys that are always fixing their hair. Benson Henderson yeah. does it all the time. He's always like, yeah, always combing his hair. Like he's during, during he the fight, he's like brushing his hair back. I wonder if like during shadow boxing, he trains with with his hair like. Moving his hair out of the way, like one, two, move the hair. Like, like his head <laughs> moving. His head movement <laughs> depends on how his hair is angled at that particular moment. Yeah, yeah. swings like, it. The hair don't look cool like that. <laughs> like, like left, right, cross, brush. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think Fabrizio had any problem finding um, Brown's chin. No, Fabrizio, <laughs> Fabrizio looked great. And I think he presents a real challenge to Cain Velasquez. I know people aren't saying that. People are saying Cain's going to run through him, but you get a guy with that high level on the ground. And anybody's in trouble. I think I think that fight with Kane and, and him is going to depend on on striking because I think Kane's wrestling is just too good. I don't think uh, Verdum's going to have a, an easy time if, if he even does get Kane on the ground at all. I think it's going to depend on on striking. But who is he going to? But okay, Kane tra- practices with Daniel Cormier, who, who's got obviously maybe the best wrestling in MMA. Yeah. But who is he going to bring in heavyweight that has Verdum's skill jujitsu wise? I mean, there's really no one because Verdum's just at another level. I mean, the guy's a multiple-time world champ. He's just he's sick on the ground, and for a big guy, that's almost unheard of because the big guys are they get away with a lot of a lot of a lot of things because you don't have to be that skilled when you're that big because they just can't do things smaller guys can do. And for him to do things that he does, it's like you would normally see that on like a lightweight or, or you know. But that's what I'm saying. Where I, I think that Verdum could bring in heavyweights that have kind of on par as far as wrestling wise. Kane goes, and there are obviously yeah. there aren't guys that are going to be as good as Kane. But you could get bring guy bring in guys. You, you bring in like obviously like, um, uh, terrible examples, Chris uh, Chris Tischer or just these big wrestler guys. You yeah. know, like there are guys out there. There are D one champions that are heavyweights that you could sort of bring in, like a, a Mako or you know certain guys that have Brandon that. Shop. The, <laughs> You could bring in a Brandon Shaw. I mean, <laughs> Brandon Shaw's not going to have the same wrestling as Cain Velasquez. No, 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 I'm saying for for Kane. I mean, because Shaw's no. got some pretty sick chits on the ground. You, yeah, he's he's pr- you, you got to see him. He's I'm sure. Some, I'm sure Brandon Shaw has has he has some very good jujitsu, but it doesn't have not on the Verdum level. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. No, but yeah, it's, just like you were saying, who does that, right? That, so that, if you're trying to find someone that's big, strong, and has good jits, who else but him? Like there's there's not a lot of dudes. There just yeah, isn't. He's gonna have to basically just do, uh, use what he can, and and yeah. I don't think he's gonna find anyone that's gonna be at that caliber jits, especially that big. But yeah, that's 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 the issue. I mean, the guys there are there are guys, the guys out there like the Noguera brothers aren't gonna go. Maybe the Nogueras he could bring in, or, or certain guys out there, even like a Frank Mir on the ground. Yeah, who, Frank, uh, but, yeah Frank Mir might be a good you know, choice for him. Are yeah. certain guys out there, but I don't even think like a Mir is on the same level as a Verdum. I think Phil but, Vasquez is just gonna have to punch him in. His lips. That's yeah. what. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's, well, that's well. That's what I think. He's gonna Kane, get all gangsta. I think that, that that's what Kane's hoping is that right. his wrestling will cancel out Verdum's jujitsu, and then it becomes a striking. Thirty-eight times, and I, and I think it will too. And and Kane too. His cardio. He's a cardio machine, and I think he'll wear Verdum out. And I think I think I think Kane's gonna take that one too. I think that's gonna be a, a hard fight for Verdum to win. It, it will, and he's got youth, and he's got less mileage, and the only person that ever really hurt Kane has been Congo. Uh, Congo actually hurt Kane a couple times in that fight. Uh, whereas and, and JDS too a couple times because when he swings his overhand, he he aims for the back of the head. You could see it. He, yeah. he dropped like Kane a, a couple hammer. times. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. He drops. Oh, right, right. Oh, yeah. And Dos Santos hurt him too in that first yeah. fight. Yeah, exactly. And in the second fight, hurt him as well. You're right. You're right. He's not the only person to hurt him. 
Good point. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So now but it's still a good fight, nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, still a good fight, nonetheless. Now, uh, other things we should talk about. So, uh, how good did Donald Cerrone look? That was a uh, that I was actually. You know what? I mean, I I was extremely impressed with Donald Cerrone. I mean, I'm a big Donald Cerrone fan. I love watching I him fight too. whenever he's got. He's he's swagnificent too. He's got swag. <laughs> <laughs> he's got swag. I love his fighting style. And uh, yeah, man, he, I mean, he always looks good to me. You know, like his fighting skill, and he always brings it. Yeah, in that fight, I think Barbosa was getting the better of him in the shots, in the stand-up, of course. Um, Barbosa's he's a dangerous striker. I think there's there's he's fast not as hell many too. guys. Yeah, he's super fast. There's not many guys that are that are explosive and technical like he is that, that'll beat him striking. And I think Cerrone knew that. And you know, at first it kind of seemed a little desperate of Cerrone to try to take him down. But I understand why he's trying to take him down because he's obviously got the advantage on the ground over right. Barbosa. Um, but and then he ends up what well, he ends up dropping him with a jab and, and selling him. It was after more that. like a jab hook. It wasn't like a you know. I guess also it's, it's weird they, they drop him with a jab. Drop him a jab with the forearms gloves. It's different than boxing jabs. Yeah, you know, it that's, is. But still, it was that that was that was. It just shows you that you know people can get dropped. It's, people say in the old boxing adage, it's not the punches you see coming. It's one that you don't see coming that right, really exactly. drop you. And it that was uh, that was very impressive. The um, a fight that I was not. Uh, that that was. Well, before before you go there, you know what was more impressive is that Cowboy had like a twelve pack right after that fight. <laughs> and he, we were walking to the presser, and he's got a beer in both po- back pockets, beer in both front pockets, and he's double fisting. <laughs> Tall boys, not just the regular one, straight bud. With his Budweiser yeah. shirt on. And he's we're going up the elevator, walking and he's billboard. chugging right. And the security guy goes, "Hey man, you can't take those beers, you know, an open beer into the presser." And he's like, "I can't." Damn. So the two, he, he chugs them real quick in the elevator. He opens up another <laughs> one, chugs that, and then he starts opening the top with his thumb. And he's all, can I use this one as a spitter? And uh-huh. he spits in it. And I'm like, this guy just chugged two full beers, chugged a third one in front of me, and he's out of dipping. And I'm like, this guy's the, the, the man. It was, just a, it was absolutely amazing. It's something that no one gets to see, but it was, it was really cool. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. The uh, the, the uh, Misha Tate Carmouche fight. That was a strange fight. It was like, um, you know, I, I I like Misha Tate. When she came on our podcast, that was one of the. F- I mean, <clears throat> that was we had we had vintage Misha. It felt like we had our we were inter- about to interview our mom or something like that. She was like, "Now don't go there." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, well, hang up on you. Yeah, she told us no caraway. We can't talk about her relationships. We can't talk about her sex life. We can't talk about this. And then she comes on, and we ask one question that like. Uh, bothered her a little bit, and then she just goes off, and it was like, oh, oh, and, and, and Michelle Old's an idiot, and just going on and on That's and on, right. and it was uh, it was it was great. We got we got like it was like a forty five minute filibuster. Just got her snap. Oh god, it was <laughs> unbelievable. And then T Rex, or his only response was, "I bet your boyfriend wins no arguments at home," because, <laughs> which is exactly how it felt like. It was like, all right, let's let this hot, fiery, tough girl just go off, and hopefully we'll just end up. Not completely beaten down because there's no winning an argument. Misha Tate. Yeah. Uh, I really liked her after the show, by the way. Like be- before their 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 season Ultimate Fighter, I was a Rousey fan, and, and Tate. Like I, I don't want to say I didn't like Tate, class. but yeah, I, I was more of a fan of Rousey than I was Tate during the show. But then as the show went on, I really liked Misha Tate, and kind of now I I honestly don't even like Ronda Rousey. Like I'm I'm sick of her. I want I want Cyborg to kick her ass. Really? Honestly, yeah. Let's talk about that for a while. So so. <laughs> For a while. So for a while. <laughs> why are you why are you sick of Ronda Rousey? I mean, 
what, what do mean, you think about she, the whole? She's good and 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 she has good. She she's done a lot of good for the sport, especially for women in MMA. And she's brought the women to UFC, which honestly I don't think anyone thought was ever going to happen until Rana came along. But I just I don't I just don't like her persona and and the way that she kind of presents herself now and who she's with the whole tough with. guy like yeah um, like it's it's kind of like she she has she's too involved in the image to be herself and and kind of like do her own thing like i feel like she's just kind of like getting wrapped up in everything and and not not being her she's just being who people expect her to be which is the bad guy you know and and i don't know after that show i kind of lost a little bit of respect for her and you know she's still a great fighter and i do respect her as a fighter and she's done a lot and she she whoops girls asses no doubt but 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 now as far I'm as i'm just not as, a fan now, anymore i'm over it i think a lot of a lot of people cyborg <laughs> come to the ufc no no that whole thing was it's just that whole thing about like Ronda Rousey, hopefully she'll come on our show. I know, I know, I know. Jake talked to her. She said she's down to come on the show. Uh, a couple stipulations here and there, which we won't talk about. But I, I, I do know that um, that Ronda Rousey and Cyborg is the fight that the fans want to see. Obviously, yeah. the fans, especially now that Cyborg lost in that kickboxing and got dropped a couple times, it's almost even more like what Cyborg's going to show up. And, and granted, that girl was the number one kickboxer in the world who, yeah. who never lost. And Cyborg's not a, a kickboxer. I mean, she's yeah. a fighter. And, and to Cyborg's credit, I was there in Vegas that during that kickboxing fight, and she got mopped a couple of times. And she kept getting up. I was like, damn, this is a tough-ass chick. But that was the first time we've ever seen her look human. Right. I mean, right. I mean, normally she's just... Just jacked. She just destroys people. I mean, she's... That, I've never and seen anybody... And afterwards, she was cool as hell. Afterwards, I, I told you, I talked to her afterwards, yeah. and I asked her about finding Ronda, and she was like, yeah, when Ronda stops running and... and, and well, but the know. thing is that Cyborg can but make... She was being if Cyborg has to she make 135. And I, I, I... Look, there's no reason that Ronda should have to come up a weight class. Yeah, no. Or anybody should but but Cyborg has stated that she will drop at thirty five. She won't stay at that weight class, but she'll drop just to fight Ronda. Yes, and that's where I think that if that happens and when that happens, if that you know, that would be the fight everyone wants to see. And I know Dana uh, supposedly said recently that Carano deserves a title shot if she comes back, which I don't. Hell no. I don't really understand. No. I don't understand that at all. I'm in. I'm in coots with that one. <laughs> She's been out for a while yeah, and too and, long. Yeah, Hollywood lifestyle. I mean, and, I mean, Randy's done movies. Does he get a title shot too? Let me just play devil's advocate. I mean, we're talking about the you know the entertainment value of a of a, of a fight, right? Yeah. And you know when when you're trying to bring in an, a bigger audience, yeah, the the fight fan, we all want to see cyborg fight, obviously, right? Like that's the fight we want to see. But that's why you I know, understand. Corona Joe next door wants to see the two Hollywood starlets fight. You know, uh, we, I, yeah. I would I would yeah, play devil's advocate to that. I, I don't disagree with that. Because, that's a big thing. Like I don't think it, you don't I don't, think, I don't that think Joe, Joe's next Joe, door. No, Joe Six Pack next door knows who Gina Carano is versus Cyborg. There's probably more likelihood that he knows who Gina is versus. Uh, first of all, I don't think Gina Carano is that big of a of a star. You can hype that better. Only MMA fans really know who Gina Carano is, and I think I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. No, I okay, but she doesn't. The average person's not going to watch Gina Carano's movies because she's, she's oh she's the actress Gina Carano. In fact, her movies are sort of in the toilet and tanking right now. I don't know how they're doing it overseas or you know whatever she's in. And with that being said, the average MMA fan who then tunes in to a fight 
that was hyped really well and sees a girl just get mopped in 12 seconds is going to go, what the hell was this? Why did I pay 50 bucks to see two people that are not... But that, that should, happens that all be the fighting time. Each other. Yeah, and it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily help the sport. It helps sport in a, in a very short term thing. Where like, okay, right? What? It doesn't help the sport in the long term because they're not going to then come back to watch other fights because they're going to uh, say, "I just paid for fifty bucks to see a freak show happen." But the paper view. But the pay per view model is sell the fight that's in front of you. It's not. You look. Look at the way the UFC promotes their fights. They don't. Yeah, they're not promoting one. Hold on, hold on. Times. They're not pres, pr, promoting one eighty right now. Right. They're promoting one seventy two. Right. They're looking to this fight. Let's get that money. Let's get that in the pocket, and we'll figure out how to sell one seventy three after one seventy two is done. Not to say that that's not the right thing. Not the right thing or the the best way to do it. But that's just the way it works. Yeah, yeah, and fighting, you know. that's how it is. That's how, that's all fighting. Like, we, me as a fighter is, is I don't worry about who I'm going to fight next. I'm worried about who I'm fighting right now. Yeah, but we're not now. talking about, the, no. that's a whole different topic. We're talking about Gina Carano fighting, and, for, a and, fighting for a title. And, and, and granted, I don't think that it would do the numbers that, I don't think people, I don't think you can really sell two people. I think that, that she should get a warm-up fight. She yeah, should get a warm-up fight or absolutely. two. Absolutely. But you know that that's not going to happen, right? Because yeah. then, then she'll she get her ass whooped and then there's nothing to yeah. sell. But Gina Carlo is a big girl. She can make her own decisions, you know. And, and if I was her, that's what I would do. I would want to have a tune-up fight just to get me back in the swing of things because it's the UFC. I mean, she hasn't fought since Strikeforce. And how long has Strikeforce even been gone? Five like, years, six years. And yeah. then put, you know, put her on a Fox card. You know, put her on during the day for free. Put, put her on against a girl that, that, you know, she could look good against. Uh, you know, put her up against Roxanne Montefiore or somebody that would, somebody that, that would, you know, she would, and not that Roxanne's not even in the UFC at, at this point, but to th- someone who's, who's striking uh, she, hers is superior to, and not, don't put her up against a wrestler, don't put her up against Liz Carmouche, uh, who's gonna grind her out, put her against a, a girl that's going to, you know, make her look good, and then you could possibly sell that fight based on how she looks. But in that, in, in that, in that world too, I mean, that, that just means the rankings mean something, right? I mean, and they don't. I mean, we, we, we know that, you know? Yeah, like, uh, what's his name? Habib fighting... Um, what's Dos Anjos. Dos Anjos, yeah. And, and Habib was, was, what, rank eight, and Dos Anjos is, what, three or four, and, and he was, like, a major underdog in that fight. Yeah. So that goes to show the rankings right there. And, and, they don't mean nothing. Yeah, rankings really don't mean anything because anyone can win a fight at MMA. I, well, I think if you're Russian, you should be ranked ten times more than what you are <laughs> just because those guys are There's like... bread, wrestling yeah. bears. Yeah, Khabib is a, is a, a, a beast. Now, uh, the, a couple other things I want to talk about. Uh, so, Ronda Rousey said in an interview, and I'm, it's, this is not a direct quote, I'm saying what she's sort of said, was that she said she would fight Cyborg and she doesn't care if Cyborg has horse semen injected into her eye. Which I wrote a I don't joke. Know if that has to do with anything. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess she was trying to say some kind of ovarian reference or something about horses. Oh, eating not, horse meat. Yeah, eating the horse, horse meat, meat got them all big. Yeah, and then she said she's not. She's no longer. A, she's no longer a woman at this point. She's been so roided out. She's an it, and which a lot of people took. The, took you know people were saying well she should be suspended because Matt Mitrione said this about Fallon Fox and and this one said that and then they got in trouble and look I mean if if a male fighter called another male fighter an it no one would care you know and Cyborg isn't even in the UFC so it's not even like she should be suspended for talking about anything in the, somebody in the UFC um, that being said. It wasn't the nicest thing to say, <laughs> but you know. You know what? Too uh, going back uh, to Cyborg losing that kickboxing fight. I mean, I don't take anything away from her because that's that's not her sport. She is not a Muay Thai fighter. She's an MMA fighter. I don't know who put her in that. Whoever's managing her, look. 
Who ever managing anybody? No, th- no, she she, she, she left Tito. She left Tito. <laughs> she uh, was there too. I saw him there also. Who's ever managing a fighter? Do not put them against the number one kickboxer in the world in kickboxing. Oh, don't put them against the number one wrestler in the world in wrestling. It's just don't put them against a boxer, number one boxer in the world in boxing. You're not gonna make your your client look good. You're not gonna come across. You're well, not gonna don't build tell any. James f- Tony that when he fought Randy Couture. Yeah, well, he. <laughs> you're not gonna build, and he wasn't even the number one boxer. It's like these. It's, it's just. It's disrespectful to both sports. In He's my not even number one in his own house. In my humble opinion, yeah. <laughs> Ouch. I was actually I was at uh, Wild Card Gym one time, and James Tony was in there, and he's one of the funniest guys ever because he would walk in there. Yeah, he's no, a super cool guy. He would do no warm up. No jump rope, nothing. Just go in and spar. Yep. I, like, yep. no heavy bag, no mitts, no stretching. Then He's in, from old school. Then 15 rounds of sparring, and he would talk smack the to the guy time. and everyone in the gym while he's sparring. So <laughs> so you be, you would watch him and then get heckled. I, I like went there with Godfrey, and, 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 and he's like, and Godfrey is a comedian, he's like, he was, he was the 7-Up guy. He's like, come on, 7-Up guy, you ain't shit. Why don't you get in here? So like, so, so you're getting heckled while watching James Tony spar. And then at one point. Is he the 7-Up yours guy? He was That's the second 7-Up guy, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It was, so then, then at one point, James Tony's car got repossessed while he was sparring. Wow. Yeah, because that's how much money he owed. That they came to the gym and took his car away. Oh man. So uh, James Tony is a mess. But uh, <laughs> but man, that guy was funny. Uh, so okay, another thing we could talk about. Uh, so John Jones last week. Okay, so Americana MMA, which is based out of, out of Toronto, which is funny in itself. That that you have a <laughs> name. Americana MMA. Yeah, out of So they put a bounty. Well, it's North America. Right, but that's not North American MMA. It's American <laughs> MMA. So they put a. They said they were willing to give five thousand dollars to any woman that knocks out to anybody. They didn't, oh, they didn't even preface woman. I've seen that. Anybody that knocks out Ronda will get five thousand dollars. Which people were then saying on like the forums, what if someone just goes up to her and knocks her out? Right, do I have to, to be a date to fight? Right, <laughs> can I just meet her in <laughs> Venice be... somewhere where she's going to get coffee and just steal her in the face? Or should... Yeah, right. <laughs> done in the knockout game. Yeah, <laughs> basically. And, and then I and then I like I put that Brian Caraway got a sex change immediately after hearing about this. Five grand, I'm in. Yeah, fine. So, first of all, whoever knocks out Ronda is going to get more than $5,000. And then someone brought up, brought up a point that there has not been a knockout in the UFC, in the women's division, in any fights. There's been no knockouts. So, which yeah. is... Uh, Kind of, kind of strange. I mean, I think they've been good well, fights. There, there's happy. that phrase, "punches like a girl." I mean, it's not there for a reason, for no reason. Wow. Yeah, but some of those girls punch like dudes. Yeah, uh, they I do. mean, I mean, come on. I've been hit by a couple of girls that, that actually hit me pretty hard. It pissed <laughs> me off. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's not like girls are not capable of knocking out, but it's just, it's an interesting fact that there has not been one knockout <laughs> in the in the UFC. The, almost the Sarah Kaufman fight last week was awesome, by the way. The Sarah Kaufman that fought on. Uh, she fought the Tough Nations. The Tough Nations finale. She yeah. uh, in the finale. That fight was one of the best fights I've seen uh, in a while. And uh, Sarah Kaufman called out the winner of Tate Carmouche. And uh, you know, I, th- I think that would be uh, which Tate won. I think Kaufman and Tate is probably a really good fight to make. I would love to see that fight. Yeah, that'd probably be a pretty good fight to watch. Absolutely, I'd enjoy that one. So uh, Bisbing <laughs> Kennedy, Bisbing Kennedy, uh, where does Bisbing go from here? Back to London. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, I felt like he he wasn't like I, I'm sure he was pissed because Kenny, you know, he was mad. Kenny's making all his videos, making fun of his personality and whatnot. Kenny's t- or and then Bisping's talking all his crap to him, and then I felt like Bisping didn't want to back it up in the fight. He was kind of like 
he he didn't know what to do in the fight. You know, Kenny just kind of overwhelmed him. I, and I you know what? That's the thing is that it's almost like Bisping was like, you know what? I double bluffed because you said you you called me out. I wanted an easy tune-up fight, and now I got an easy. And Kennedy is probably the worst guy to have a tune-up fight yeah. against because it's <laughs> not a good tune-up fight. He's he's just a frustrating, grinding, yeah. annoying wrestling tough guy and he's one of these guys that's not great at anything but good at everything yeah. right. and those I think would be the hardest guy to fight because he's just gonna be on you yeah he's in he's one of your one of those in your face kind of guys and I, I called Kennedy afterwards I said you know blah 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 you know great job this and that and Kim Kennedy he was he was like kind of apologetic he's like you know I could I could have done better I didn't finish him I'm like yeah he's such a nice guy but I'm like dude you're not a look finishing you can finish guys but don't change your style for the fans your style is working you just beat the best guy you've ever beat which I mean I think I mean right yeah. he, so uh, there's no reason to apologize after winning sometimes you have to win ugly and sometimes fighters win ugly and I don't yeah, understand but, why these guys apologize. I'm sure after all the smack talking you wanted to end it in some dramatic fashion yeah. Vin, now Vince what were you saying um like like for for me too, like I feel the same way. Like my my last one, I won a decision. That was my first decision. I I went back immediately in the gym. Like that was a crap fight for me. I should have finished that guy, but I didn't. Like we like I'm hard on myself sometimes. Like if I don't finish a guy, to me I fought like shit, and that that's just how I feel. And I'm sure he felt the same way, because sometimes like when you're fighting guys, like you're like in your head, like I should finish this guy. I'm gonna finish this guy. There's no way this guy's gonna last out the second round. And then you know what happens is you get a decision, and then it's like. Damn, what did I do wrong? And then you kind of beat yourself up about it. So I kind of understand but that. But Bisping's hard to finish. I mean, he's, he took some yeah, of Vanderlei's best shots. He's, mm. he's, he's taking, uh, taking some some tough. I mean, Brian Stan hit him clean. He's not an easy guy to finish, Bisping. He's yeah. not like he's one of these guys that, uh, you know, has a glass jaw. Yeah, he, Matt Hamilton, he's a tough dude. He's a tough guy. I thought Matt. He, that was a. Yeah, right. he got robbed. But you you probably imagine winning in a particular fashion, right? So like you probably go through the motions of. This is how I want to beat this dude. I, I imagine I, I imagine I Mark hunting it every time. Right, right, and if you don't, then you're disappointed. You feel like you're disappointing yourself, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like I didn't do, I didn't, I didn't fight to my full potential. I should have, I should have went harder. Right. Even though in the fight you fight as hard as you can and you're worn out afterwards, you still feel like that. I don't know, man. To me, a win's a win. A dominant win's a dominant win. You can't finish everybody. Yeah. It's just the way it goes. And there's no need to apologize after you gave it your best, went through eight weeks of training camp, killed yourself. You don't need to, uh, people don't, I don't, you don't have to say you're sorry. You, to me, it's like, dude, you, you, you did great. You entertained me. You beat Michael Bisping. Yep. You beat one of the best guys out there. No need to apologize to me. All right, UFC 172, real quick. John Jones versus Glover. Who do you have? <laughs> Damn. I want to say Glover. But I don't know if there's anybody that really has an answer for John Jones except for one gentleman. Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier, exactly. Um, I want Glover I want Glover to win, though. And I think I, he uh, it's the fight game and anything can happen. I think he has a chance. But I don't know if I see it happening just yet. Honestly, I'm, I'm really up in the air about this one between Jones and him. Um, Teixeira, he's a bad dude. He's if, a badass. If, if, if it goes on the ground... He for sure, I think, can, can sub Jones. If it stays standing, I think he for sure can knock him out. But the thing is, is can he get Jones down and can he get inside Jones's range? Which Jones is one of the the sickest guys at, at using his range. Like I don't know, I've never seen anyone use range like that dude has. And his arms are just ridiculous. Long as ridiculous. they are, yeah. And he yeah. just keeps guys at a, at a range so easily. Like, look what happened. Like with Rashad Evans. Like Rashad Evans was his training partner. He knew his tricks. He knew he knew how to get inside. 
Rashad admitted a couple times of just whooping his ass in the gym. But what happened in the fight? You know, he couldn't get past that range because Jones, you know, for whatever reason, he did what what he did. He changed up his game a little bit and changed it. So I think that's going to be the major problem. And and I don't know, man. I, I think Jones might might squeak a decision out if if he if he does win that. I think Jones wins this fight. I'm I I'm a I'm a Glover fan as well, but I just. I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think Cormier beats John Jones, but I just think Jones wins this fight. Uh, but uh, we'll see. I mean, I, you know, the whole Jones Instagram thing was pretty funny. Uh, someone allegedly... <laughs> he, posts, he posts, like, the weirdest stuff on Instagram, too, too sometimes, by the way. So, so somebody, somebody criticized John Jones. John Jones then went on to Instagram. Well, somebody, supposedly someone hacked into Jones's uh, phone, went on Instagram and started calling the guy gay. And he lost snapped. his phone. He lost yeah. his phone. That's what allegedly happened. <laughs> And uh, but then along with but, his password, but then pitch, but but then posted selfies, and then that person posted selfies Reese afterwards, after after losing his phone. So, <laughs> so, so John, yeah. So so ever so someone took his phone, called someone gay, and put selfies up of John. Well, maybe he went through his camera. That's possible. I don't, who knows? But anyway, it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. If if John Jones did this though, I would say John, you should have better things to do than to heckle somebody. Uh, I understand that sometimes people can be jerks and pressure guests to you, but come on. All right. So Phil Davis, Anthony Johnson. I'm going Davis on this one. Uh, I gotta go for my boy Davis. He's 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 just super excelling. He, we haven't seen him fight for a while either. Um, I think his ground. I think he's gonna get Johnson on the ground, wear him out, and and sub him. I think that's what's gonna happen in that fight. I'm going with Anthony. Really? Yeah. Wow. Who are you? That's my boy. I have to go with my boy. Uh, <laughs> the buddy system's going on here. Yeah. Man. Because um, you're friends with him. Well, I, also he hits hard as hell, man. That dude, yeah. He does hit hard. And, uh, For the first you know, three minutes, yeah, <laughs> that's all it takes. <laughs> no, but uh, um, but I mean, has Phil ever been rocked? No, uh, no. Nah. I mean, um, well, we don't know. We don't know if he take the punch. I mean, he hasn't ever. Right, so, uh, he's never allowed it to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, Phil is slick, man. Phil yeah. is slick, and uh, he's gonna be tough to beat. But you know, I'm hoping that Anthony Johnson pulls it off. I like, I like Phil, Phil Davis too, though. I like both your guys. Yeah, they're both great guys. Um, well, thanks for letting us know who, who, who you like as a person. As far yeah. as the fight goes, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, I'm AJ? going with Anthony Johnson you know, with, the, right. with the knockout. AJ with a knockout. In, uh, <laughs> in what round? Second round. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Phil. A long, boring decision. I think he wins, though. I think he. Uh, He's just gonna wrestle him, and he's just gonna use his range. And uh, AJ, I like AJ, but that is not his, his weight right. class is not 205. Uh, you know, he started out 170, which is ridiculous. Wait, wait, how many times did he make 170? Let's talk about that first. Uh, <laughs> one, in, one in 70. Uh, so, but um, yeah. All right. You know, and you know what I really liked about that about him not making weight was he was at 170, can't make weight, so he goes to the 85, and then misses weight by even more, and then gets cut. <laughs> Like, yeah. how do you do that? He's how do you go up weight class and then miss weight even more? Yeah, he died, you know, he's never been his friend. He needed Sunfair. Yeah, yeah he needed Sunfair, right. <laughs> uh, Benavidez, Tim Elliott. I like Benavidez. Benavidez. Uh, Rockhold, Boach. I'm going Jeez. Rockhold. Rockhold, yeah. Yep. I think going, Rockhold's skills are going to overwhelm Boach. I think so. And then and Boach has been looking kind of shaky as of late. Uh, yeah. I think that, that Mark Munoz was like one of the worst beatings I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Uh, man, you could, uh, Jim Miller against Yancey. I'm going with Jim Miller. Yeah, I'm going Miller. 
Yeah, I think it's too big of a step up for Yancey. Although I want Yancey to win. I, and he's going to be on the show next week. Yeah, so. Miller's been on for a while. He hasn't fought for a while either, but he's still. You know what? I'm going the upset. I'm going guys. Yancey. I'm going Are Yancey you? on this one. I'm, I'm, Why? Because he's on the show next yeah, week? Yeah, he's on the show next week. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you only get, well, he doesn't want to get his ass kicked. He doesn't want to get his ass kicked. No, 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 you're right. No, I think, no, after what you said about him actually <laughs> right. taking time off. All right. And then uh, Holloway versus Feely. I'm going with Max Holloway. Feely, man. Touchy Feely? Yeah. Alpha male guy. Alpha male guy. I like I like Holloway and and uh, he's good. He's relaxed. He's he he can absorb a, a lot of pain and, and he can he can basically frustrate guys with that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go Feely too. I'm going, I'm going Holloway. I don't know his last fight. He looked amazing. He looked amazing his last fight. He's he's young. Uh, and I then was thinking one thing he's like McGregor, 14, right? What? He's like 14. Yeah, he lost against McGregor. But that was not that one. It was after that. He's now he's 14 years old. He's 14 years old. I think now. he's, yeah, he, I he's, think he's, he's hit his prime and puberty. <laughs> Uh, all in the same fight. All in the same fight. <laughs> right. And there's a couple other fights, but uh, finally, Jake Ellenberger. I mean, Joe Ellenberger against uh, Roka. Roka. I'm going Rocha. with Roka on this one. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Ellenberger's never coming back. Right. <laughs> Joe. Joe Ellenberger. Joe I'm going Ellenberger. him. I'm going him going by a three-second knockout. He's just going to blast him. No, I, I, think, I think Joe's going to win. He's just been. He's just too tough. Too tough of a guy. Hmm. I'm going Rocha. I'm just going to disagree. Yeah, he's not going to be here next week. Contra- <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going just to create controversy. <laughs> like, I'm just going to disagree with every guys. <laughs> well, oh, you uh, can't that ugly. I've seen that guy's face. <laughs> well, that is our show. I uh, want to thank you, uh, Fox Sports, for having us on. Uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah. ToddRex.com. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, same thing. T-O-D-D-R-E-X-X. Check out the video of me taking a dump. In the neighbor's toilet outside <laughs> at Facebook. Oh, wow. Dot com forward slash Todd Rex. And you? Anything you want to plug? No, go to um, foxsports.com slash UFC. Vince. Uh, Vince from Help a Shell. Follow me on Twitter from Help a Shell and Facebook, same thing. If you can't find me, maybe it's better that way. Yes. <laughs> uh, AdamHunter.com uh, or MMA Roasted. Adam Comedian on Twitter. Adam Comedian, Adam Comedian on Instagram. And I will be headlining the Surf City Comedy Club. This Friday and Saturday in Huntington Beach, California. Uh, and also uh, to our sponsor. Fun, Sunfair, man. Good food. Thank you for the grub. Sunfair, thank you. Thank you for sponsoring us, Sunfair. Yeah, go to yes. sunfair.com. They're in Arizona and L.A. if you need more. Check them out. Take care. Take care.